This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It's October 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia police officer was rushed to the hospital after he was shot while responding to a dispute between a landlord and a tenant on Tuesday afternoon. It happened on the 5700 block of Overbrook Avenue around 3.30 in the afternoon in the city's Winfield section just behind St. Joe's University. Hmm. According to uh, Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw, two police officers with the 19th District walked into the home and were immediately confronted by a 31-year-old male suspect armed with a hammer and a pickaxe. Police say the suspect refused to drop the weapons and began walking towards the officers. That's when the 35-year-old officer deployed his taser. The suspect was briefly subdued before he continued to attack the officer, the commissioner says. While the officer was on the ground, the offender then mounted the officer, sitting on top of him and struck him repeatedly with one or both of the weapons, said Outlaw. She says multiple police officers then discharged their weapons, striking the unidentified suspect who later died at the hospital. The officer who deployed his taser suffered at least one gunshot wound in the leg. He is currently listed in stable condition at the hospital, but it's looking as though he will need to have surgery. It's still unclear how the officer was struck by gunfire. Police say it doesn't appear the suspect was armed with the handgun. The two officers who initially responded to the incident have been with the department for four years. Firefighters are dousing hot spots this morning after a four-alarm fire destroyed an auto sales and repair building in Pensacola, New Jersey. The cleanup effort could delay the morning commute for drivers heading uh, from South Jersey into Philadelphia because of the road closures on Route 130, which I just mentioned. Uh, The initial call came in at 1030 in the evening for a raging fire at the U.S. Auto Auction Building located in the 6600 block of South Crescent Boulevard, according to Pensacola Fire Chief Joseph Palumbo. A huge ball of fire shot into the air, producing small explosions inside the building. Officials say at least three businesses uh, worked out of the now-ravaged warehouse. Palumbo said the fire got so large in part because of the number of cars inside the building, along with tires and gasoline, which fueled the flames. Firefighters had to call in additional help from multiple fire departments around Camden County. The fire was upgraded from three alarms to four. Wind was also an issue and it added some more difficulties for the firefighters. No injuries were reported. And according to the website, the U.S. Auto Auction has been serving the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. Does anybody know that the the auto auction is at... um... Are, they, are these cars that are up for auction, or are these? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, most of them so, are like sort of like the one in, over by you, Kathy. The uh, same yes. sort of setup. Yeah. So they're they're cars, they're older cars, ones that are that people are trying to uh, unload or uh, right or being you know used cars being sold or something. Sometimes like that. the police will have you know uh, recovered vehicle auctions, and then they mm-hmm. have the 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 classic super large auto auctions, right. which I always thought were. <clears throat> used automobiles or collector automobiles or things of that nature and, you know, all kind of in a big, you know... One uh, big area. Yeah, I, you know, like the, the one over by me, I still don't know exactly, like, how that works or what right. happens, but, like, there are some... I mean, I guess they're used, but, like, I've seen some really nice cars driving, pa- like, when I'm driving past there that are parked in there, and I'm like, are those for sale? Well, <laughs> you know what happens now, especially because of the, the, the way that the automotive industry is right now with, uh, yeah, you know, trying to get new vehicles made because of the chip shortage and all that stuff. Used cars now yeah. are highly in demand. I know. Yeah. I keep getting uh, emails from Infinity saying, like, we'll take your car. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to get rid of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Norris Town School Board President Shay Ash resigned amid allegations he sent inappropriate messages to a teen. A statement from his lawyer reads in part, Mr. Ash takes the concerns of his constituents very seriously. He denies any wrongdoings and points out that the allegations have been rumors and nothing more. However, the mother of a former student in the district says Ash's resignation comes as she's trying to get justice for her teen daughter. She says it's hard to deny it when she's looking at the actual messages this man sent to her daughter. She claims Ash began liking her daughter's social media posts and sending her inappropriate direct messages through her Instagram account. She said the messages uh, were like, hey, hey, beautiful, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out tonight? Something about, she says, something about a cash app. I'll send you money for your nails, but what can you do for me? Let's have a sleepover. And if you were only 18, said the mom. Oh, yeah. She added, it started October of 2019 to July of 2021. She said uh, her daughter was 17 at the time. She turned 18 the following May. The mom says she just recently found out about the interactions when her daughter told a neighbor. The family says they filed a police report nearly two months ago. Meanwhile, Friday, a little more than a dozen concerned community members rallied outside the school district. That sounds like the text that Bill was sending us practically oh first. I know. You're first here. They're really yeah. trying to forget about that. The Norristown School District says it's aware of the allegations but can't discuss any specific steps being taken, but say that they are cooperating with the DA's office. The DA's office says it cannot confirm the existence of any investigation. In sports this morning. The Sixers lost to the New York Knicks last night at Madison Square Garden. Kemba Walker scored 19 points, and the Knicks ended a 15-game losing streak against the Sixers with a 112-99 win. Joel Embiid didn't have a field goal in the first half of his first career loss to the Knicks. Tobias Harris scored 23 points, while Embiid finished with 14 points and 6 rebounds, shooting just 2 for 7. He had been 12-0 in games he played against New York. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night, and they'll host the Detroit Pistons. Last night in Game 1 of the World Series, the Atlanta Braves beat the Astros in Houston 6-2. After taking a line drive off of his leg in the second inning, Braves starter Charlie Morton finished the inning, then came back out in the third, throwing 16 pitches on what was later determined to be a broken leg. Wow. Morton wow. will be out for the rest of the World Series as a second x-ray after the third inning revealed the fibula fracture. Game two is tonight in Houston and the first pitch will be just after 8 o'clock. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The World Series is going on? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Jacket, sorry. I, I, last night I was uh, looking at the grid on Xfinity about the shows that are on in primetime and I go, what's that long one? That's the World Series. Yeah. The Flyers begin a three-game road trip in West Canada tonight as they take on the Oilers in Edmonton. The puck is set to drop at 10 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Before we move forward, actually, uh, Johnny is on the line and he's got a, he he can tell us about the Pensacola auto auction real quick. Hey, uh, Johnny, good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, good morning, it. What's (laughs) up, my man? Okay, so I drive by that building twice a day on the way to work and the way home. And they have signs out front that says open to the public. Okay. You can go in there and just Buy a car, I guess, off the oh, lot. Okay. The two buildings uh, or businesses housed next to it do uh, auto tint and uh, stereo and alarms. Okay. Dude, and that, that place is, is huge, and it's gone now. We were looking at that video. I mean, it was completely yeah, encompassed yeah. by yeah. flames. You going to be driving by there today, Johnny? Uh, had to take a roundabout way, so yeah. because it's closed. Yeah, yeah. So I know some of the cars that they've had out front that they do, 
are those new uh, sidekicks. Yeah. So they've had like three or four of them, so they might have been housed up in that building, too. Okay. Jeez, okay. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Johnny. Take care. All right. Yeah, it's a big fire, so that's uh, that's unfortunate. A lot of a lot of vehicles uh, up in flames. That sucks. All right. Well, yeah. uh, anyhow, welcome to Wednesday morning. Um, Kathy and I are both uh, sick. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Getting ready to go to Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, we've got a like sore throat, nasal post nasal drip thing. Kathy, I heard her kind of. Like, uh, you know, go ah, like that. And I go, yeah, me too. And she's like, yeah, well, I got this throat thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, my son started feeling bad a couple days ago. And well, air travel should help that. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's I funny. Mean, wow. You tend to forget that there are other things outside of COVID, like regular I, colds. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like it's the exact same thing. And I saw some lady at the airport, uh, and I felt bad for her because she just coughed. And who knows? Uh, she uh, might have just been yeah. choking on her own spit. But I saw the look on her face like, oh, yeah. man, like. Right. What is everybody around me thinking? <laughs> you know? oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So, part of the deal. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> you know, not like traveling when you feel like crap. Oh, I got to share this packing disaster that oh. I have with you guys. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll it's get a first world problem. Well, we're all uh, we're all getting set for our Wednesday morning together. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, which is our standard Wednesday thing. We have a secret text word today. This is your opportunity to grab... Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on digital of uh, the 20th anniversary of the film. Nice. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333, and I am just finishing up Goblet of Fire. I'm ah. Reading my way through the uh, the Harry Potter. Is that the third one? Universe. That's the fourth one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, and it's great, by the way. <laughs> uh, we also have the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, uh, which is taking place tomorrow. You can join Brent Porsche and the MM Army. Uh, it will be at the Gridiron Pub in Athens. <laughs> Which is in Delco, and he'll be there from seven to nine. They're bringing by all kinds of stuff. Casey, they're bringing not bang bang shrimp, but banging shrimp. Banging oh, okay. shrimp. I know you had bang bang shrimp. So it must be like an aphrodisiac, yeah, right? Yeah. I only really had bang shrimp. Bang yeah, yeah. shrimp. Yeah. So, and they have a they have a dish called the red rooster as mm. well. So Ooh. maybe they'll bring that too. Their blue waffles are excellent. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. No, but they they're bringing all kinds of goodies, and we'll have some stuff to give to you. Some twenty five dollar gift cards. So make sure you're listening for your chance to win those. We do have a guest on the show as well, a gentleman named Steve Landis. Now, Steve is from Lansdale, I believe, right? Correct. And he is performing as John Lennon, as John in Rain. It's amazing. Of course, tribute to the Beatles, which is really cool. It's at the Miriam Theater, uh, 29th, 30th, and 31st. There are tickets available. And uh, he gets to play here in his area. And, I've heard uh, great things about Rain. You saw Did you see it? No, I did not you see, didn't see Rain. I, I've okay. heard it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that and, uh, and Love are both awesome. Uh, so we're going to talk to uh, Steve and see how he feels about uh, you know playing the show in town. This iconic guy, yeah. yeah so uh, we'll get into that and uh, whatever else we have to give away, we're giving away today. Oh, and we do have a big announcement concerning the campout. We teased it a little bit yesterday. We weren't sure if we were able to reveal the information. Today, we will reveal the information. So we will do it. After our entertainment break, which is what we're going to get into next. Yes, So the following segment, we will definitely roll out something that we're really excited about having at Camp Out for Hunger, which is on Monday, by the way. So we'll be back in a moment with the stupid question and the entertainment stuff. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant. 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to say hi to uh, Sheila Whitney and T-Bone. They sent over a really nice uh, text that says, uh, good morning. Just want to say how proud my family and I are of you guys. We've been listening to you for 20-some years now, and you're like family to us. Uh, <laughs> uh, we wish you a safe trip and hope you have a blast. You deserve this, and thank you for everything you've done for us. Wasn't That's that very nice? nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very kind. And yeah. thank you to Connor. He got us a... A bouquet of flowers this yeah. morning and a congratulations balloon. Actually, it's a celebrate balloon, it says here. Good times. So, Connor, thank you, man. That was very cool. And uh, real quick, I want to thank um, BE Marketing. Did you guys see that billboard that I sent over yesterday? Yes. Are the ones that did that? Dude. Yeah. So, there's a card. It says, to the entire PNS show, we already knew you were Hall of Famers, but glad to see you're being recognized on the national stage. Uh, you truly are a show like no other, from the community work to your chemistry on air. You rock. Uh, and this is from Brandon who uh, is the owner of BE Marketing. He worked with the Sixers years ago. It's, um, Wait a minute. You know, is that the guy that oh, bought my guy, house? It's the guy that bought Nick's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Which he's since sold, Nick. He has, yeah, but he's such a nice guy, a great family, and that's such a kind gesture on his part. Thank you, Brandon. That's yeah, really so cool. It's on 422, um, just after the Trooper exit, and also uh, signed on the card is Becca. You guys remember Becca from the Flyers? She now works at BE Marketing. How about okay. that? That is so cool. I saw yeah. the picture that you sent and uh, was blown away by that. Yes. Yeah, so I, I know right where that is. It's near the uh, uh, Mescalco or the... the uh, yes. Yeah. It's the, right at the trash company. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not Mascaro. Mascaro. Good. Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. Standing off to the side of the Sorry. Room. I had Michael oh last yeah. night before I went to bed. Mascaro. Mascaro. That's great. Thank you, guys. That's that's wonderful. We really we appreciate all the love that's been thrown out here. So, all right. I'm going to do the stupid question, and we're going to give away $50 in Emerald 8's scratch off tickets from the New Jersey Live. Lottery. The question I have this morning is, uh, which president had a swimming pool installed in the White House? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Which president had a swimming pool installed at the White House? Give us a call now, and let's see if uh, you can get it correct. I'm going to go through the birthdays while we wait for the answer. Wednesday, October 27th. Roberto Banini. Hey. Academy, a winning Italian actor and director. Life is a beautiful. Yep, great movie. Very animated guy. Yes. When he won, it was so funny. He was right jump, jumping up on the on the seats. Tops of the seats, right? Yeah. Straddling many a celebrity. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his 69th birthday today. It's a, it's a great movie. It really is. Uh, the great John Cleese. Oh. Monty Python, one of the founding members. Uh, Fish Called Wanda, Faulty Towers. Uh, he's been in uh, the Bond. Uh, Absolutely, uh, he played as well. uh, Q for a while, and yeah. he also goes back. He used to be a, uh, a you know a writer for uh, a lot of the early British uh, comedians, uh, you know, Peter Sellers and Marty Feldman, and uh, yeah, his history is rich. And suffers from depression, I believe. Yes, he right? does. Which is yes, pretty wild. But you, you know, you think of some of these these comedians. These some of these funniest people in the world. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that also suffer from uh, you know being down in the dumps in a big way. Yeah, I well, guess that's how they they fight it. 
He's 80. Doesn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Uh, he's 82. That's not him, <laughs> but that is from Monty Python. <laughs> I think that's Eric Idle. Isn't now. it awfully nice to have a penis? It is. Uh, Simon LeBon. Oh, oh, my God. I was wrong, Casey. I, yeah. I said there were two other musical right. birthdays, and I, I miss Simon LeBon of Duran Duran. Uh, we just were uh, professing how much we love that band yeah. on the, the other day. Yeah. I do. Uh, they um, I, At the time when they first came out, I was like, I saw them as kind of a cheesy boy band right. thing. Uh, but once I started to listen to the actual, the music, the songs, the instrumentation, the actual uh, performance of them, I'm like, all right, these guys are really talented. Absolutely. Uh, I got to see him perform. Yeah, me yeah, too, Very man. cool. I, had, I actually had front row seats. I was working at a radio station at Top 40 at the time. I was Kenny Knight. <laughs> and I got front row seats for Duran Duran when they had uh, Come Undone. You remember that yes, song? Yes, it's yeah. a great song. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, there were, it was like song after yeah. song after song after song. I'm like, this is just a great show. So I love were, when you have that. Yeah, like a conga line of hits. Uh, they were wonderful. 63 years old today. Uh, actor Patrick Fugit uh, from Almost Famous. He plays uh, the main character in that, um, what's his name, in that... Uh, I can't remember. What the hell is, what the hell is his name? Uh, he's, William. The, he's the kid. William. William. Yeah. All right. uh, and he was also in Gone Girl, um, a few other things as well. He is uh, 39 today. Uh, it's Kelly Osborne's birthday today. The heir apparent to Ellen DeGeneres. Um, oh, really? That's the one no, they've you, selected. No, you... Who am I thinking of? Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Who did I sue you say? Osborne. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But she's talented. Yeah. And, oh, I saw uh, a picture a of her. TV host as well. I saw, did you, have you seen the re- most recent picture of her? Yeah, she looks great, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a whole oh, bunch wow. of... Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, th- so the, sh- the picture's up. It's a side-by-side. She uh, She's morphed even more from the last time I saw her. She's yeah. looking more like a mother. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you saw side-by-side of her as a kid, like when we first got to know her in the Osborns, yeah. yeah, I, I you can barely recognize her. That whole family, when you first saw them, it's like, oh, oh yeah. dear Lord. Uh, she's 37 today. Uh, from the land of Judas Priest, K.K. Downing, lead guitarist, uh, turns 70 years old today. Should this be your alarm at home? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Like at full <laughs> volume. If you want to get your ass out of bed, <laughs> that's the way to do it. So uh, he turns 70 years old today. And then the last birthday I have also from the world of music, uh, Gary W. Talent, bass player for... The E Street Band, and one of the greats. Uh, he turns 72 years old today. What a solid band. Man. How old is Bruce? It's a good question. Um, he's got to be in that range, right? right? Yeah. Around 70 years old. 72. 72. 72. As well. So, happy birthday, Gary Talent, and everybody. Oh, there's one more. Uh-huh. One more. It's my wife's birthday oh. today. Uh, Rochelle, happy birthday! I love you, darling. We did we did an early celebration last weekend because right. we're traveling today. Uh, so we are. Oh, look at you! <laughs> Casey's playing this. This was um, our first dance uh, at our wedding. Aww. It was from uh, Rent. How do you know that? Listen, you you may hate my guts, but I love you, and I love everybody on this show, and I pay attention to things like this. Wow, that is good. We did. We danced to the slower. There's a second version of this, which is slower, but you don't have to worry about it. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, So, happy birthday, baby. I love you, and uh, I will see you a little bit later on today. (laughs) Just thinking about what you did earlier on in the week, given the the old uh, O-ring and enema. Uh Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, you know, you might, might. <laughs> that, was that was my gift to her, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, You're I welcome. want you to have something. Reach on in there. 
the traditional 21st. <laughs> it's a surprise. Oh, it's like Lord. in Dune, Preston, when you stick your hand in the... Uh, in the box, yeah, yeah for the, the gum jabor. Yeah. There's something in there for you. All right, uh, happy birthday, baby. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, which is, uh, which president had a swimming pool installed in the White House? I should say the first president to have... Uh, a swimming pool installed at the White House. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go to Jen for the answer. Hey Jen, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi Jen. Uh, what is the answer? Who is the first president to have a swimming pool installed in the White House? Gerald Ford. Not according to my source. No, oh. incorrect. Uh-huh. And that means everybody else on hold is wrong. Remember, it's my answer that we're <laughs> looking for. Or the highway. Uh, and exactly. So we'll see if we can get somebody else on who might have the correct the answer. The first president to install a yeah. pool in the White House. Maybe I uh, maybe I said that incorrectly. Maybe that's the NyQuil talking. Nick is looking up the answer. and um, no, Well, okay. So there's another answer. That's not Gerald Ford. Okay. That's uh, uh, applicable. Okay. All right. All right. So... It should. There should only be one. That would be the first. Right? Wait a minute. Exactly. Wait a minute. Wait, I know why. Wait, I why? know why. Why? It's it's worded incorrectly. Oh. Uh, it says in the White House, right? Yes. Yeah. And I said at the White House. So is one, there an indoor pool and an outdoor pool? There, there is. An, there was an indoor pool in the 30s. Oh, okay. Then well, that's what go. I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm that's talking about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Two, Two one five two six three. Your answer is the right answer. Yeah. Right. Information you can use in the yeah. White House. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get the uh, uh, the first uh, question, and then we'll go back to some phone calls here in just a second. Uh, producers, did I say question? Jesus. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. First story. Uh, producers of Rust have called in a high-profile legal, uh, or called in high-profile legal, to conduct an internal investigation of the uh, events that led to the fatal shooting uh, that uh, took place. Uh, Deadline reports that cast and crew members received a notice on Tuesday night that read, in addition to cooperating with authorities, we hired a legal team uh, from Jenner and Block to conduct an investigation of the events. Um, And according to the statement, they said, we have uh, stressed that they will have full discretion about who to interview and any conclusion they draw. Uh, Sources close to the events told the outlet that the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department wrapped up their initial investigation on the site three days ago, and OSHA has already been through the set. On Wednesday, Santa Fe County Sheriff uh, Aiden Mendoza and Santa Fe District Attorney Mark uh, Altuiz had conducted joint news conference to provide updates on the investigation. As information keeps coming out about this, it's clear there are going there's going to be a lot of legal stuff coming down. Most a lot definitely. of people held accountable. Uh, the event will begin at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, and be live streamed on the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. And one of those people could be Alec Baldwin. Not, yep. not so you know, not for the what they're all deeming as an accidental shooting, but for uh, relaxed standards on the set. And he's, he's one a of producer. the producer. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll see if somebody knows the answer. Which, uh, which president had a swimming pool installed at the White House? And uh, we'll go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Steph, well, what's the answer? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. You are correct. Yeah. It was Roosevelt. Hang on, Steph. We are going to set you up with uh, $50 in Emerald 8's scratch-off tickets from the New Jersey Lottery. You can play today because anything can happen in Jersey. Yeah, he did it in uh, 1933. Around when? So when he was paralyzed, when, around what time was that? Well, it wasn't used as a therapy pool, Steve, so I'm sure he'd been diagnosed with polio at that point, uh, but he was not yet paralyzed. 
but I'm sure it helped him, you know, get exercise. Absolutely. Uh, so it was uh, FDR. All right. Um, other stuff from the entertainment file. Uh, Keanu Reeves handed out a handed out Rolex watches to the four stuntmen who worked with him on the set of John Wick Four. That's oh. so cool. And yeah. it's a standard thing. He usually gives yeah. gifts to his. Uh, I remember. He's a good man. The Matrix. I think he gave a Harley to each one oh of his uh, stunt. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Uh, so TMZ reports the actor handed out brand new 2020 Submariners as uh, filming had wrapped in Paris till time. this weekend. <laughs> uh, social media post from Jeremy Skills shows that the watches were engraved with the John Wick 5 along with a thank you from Reeves in the year 2021. Caitlin Olsen recently posted a picture with her stunt double from It's Always Sunny and I guess the girl has been working with her since the beginning and I I mean I didn't even know that she used one and it was, I liked the picture, it was really nice. How to close say. to a, uh, uh, a I resemblance? Mean, I mean in Enough. enough. It, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like, oh my god, look at them. Yeah, they don't look identical. Like, they don't look like twins, yeah. but uh, you know, similar hairstyle and uh, enough of a body similarity that, yep. that she would be a good stunt double. Yep. So he always uh, takes care of uh, his stunt uh, doubles, which is cool, and stunt team altogether. Uh, the widow of Kobe Bryant has won an either, another legal battle in her lawsuit against the Los Angeles County, or at least the whole county. This time with a court order that forces uh, the county sheriff. And fire chief to answer questions under oath about photos of her dead husband and daughter. Uh, Judge Charles Eek uh, had granted Vanessa Bryant's request to compel the pretrial deposition testimony of uh, Sheriff Alex Villanueva and County Fire Chief uh, Daryl Osby, two of the top public safety officials in the nation's most populous county. Bryant is suing the county for invasion of privacy and negligence claiming that uh, County Sheriff's Office Fire Department employees improperly shared photos of human remains from a helicopter crash, of course, that killed her husband, the daughter, and seven others in January 2020. And that they did. There was some up on social media. Uh, An attorney defending the county addressed the judge's ruling Tuesday in a statement, saying, while we disagree with the court's decision, we will make both the sheriff and fire chief available for deposition. As part of its defense against the lawsuit... Uh, the county also is seeking to compel Bryant to undergo a psychiatric exam huh. as a way to show that she didn't suffer the emotional distress she claims from any sharing of photos, but rather from the tragic crash itself. So that's just their part of what they're Here doing. Here we go. Yep. Uh, Kristen Stewart told the Sunday Sunday Times that she doesn't think that she made many good movies. Uh, the Twilight actress told the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She said, I've probably made five really good films out of uh, 45 or 50 films. Ones that I go, wow, that person made a top-to-bottom beautiful piece of work. What's that called where, uh, I, it's not a humble brag, but you, you say something bad about yourself. So to that, invite compliments? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and so she doesn't get that for, no. No, you know, yeah, you're right. The interview, yeah. No, 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 no. You're supposed to say, yeah. Oh, that, my God, no, there's many more that were bad. Uh, she included 2014's Clouds of Silas Maria and 2016's Personal Shopper among the good films, but failed to name the others, adding, I'd have to look at my credit list, but they are few and far between. She didn't list the uh, Twilight movies as as, as uh, good. No. Uh, her latest film, Spencer, won't be released until November 5th, but it's already generating Oscar buzz for oh. the portrayal of, of Princess Diana. I've seen some clips. It looks like she's doing a good job. Yeah, I think okay. she's just a Why small it... role in uh, Into the Wild, and yeah. she's uh, really good in that. Mm-hmm. Why is it called Spencer? What's what's Diana the... Spencer. Yeah. Oh, that... Spencer oh. for Hire. Okay, yeah, so yeah, wait, yeah. her maiden name was yeah. Spencer. Yes, that is correct. All right, you learn things. <laughs> she worked at Spencer's before she became... <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Princess Diana worked Would at Spencer's. Would you like a large greeting card with a fat woman? 
bulb about it. Yeah. No, I'm looking for a whoopee cushion. Mm, how about the Samantha Fox poster? We have fuzzy handcuffs. Yes. <laughs> uh, Phil Collins will be quizzed under oath after claims that he didn't wash or brush his teeth. Oh! Uh, the In the Air Tonight singer will sit down for a filmed deposition in December to be grilled by his ex-wife, Orianne Bates, lawyer. She, she seems kind of loony. As part of the former couple's ongoing legal battle over their mansion in Florida, which the jewelry designer claims that she was verbally promised half of by her spouse uh, after Judge Carlos Guzman ruled the case can go ahead. Uh, the 47-year-old's lawyer, Richard Wolf, added... I've spoken with Phil's counsel and anticipate his deposition sometime in December after his current tour. Uh, we've always been ready and willing to discuss a resolution. Orianne has warm feelings for Phil. Yeah, you can tell. As they have children together, and she only wants what is fair and reasonable and what Phil agreed to. I feel bad, man. You see, he's he can only sit on stage, so he's, he can't drum at all. That's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's he's kind of just hunched over doing the songs. But the voice is still there pretty much. Collins had uh, tried to prevent his former spouse, who married 32-year-old Tom Bates last year, from suing him for half of their former Miami Beach home. Uh, But now the case is moving forward. He must face questions from Orianne's legal team about various allegations she has previously made, including alleging the 70-year-old singer abused alcohol and prescription medication, didn't brush his teeth for months, stopped showering, and became, quote, depressed, abusive, and incapable of having sex. Oh, boy. And that's what she says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A source said that Phil will be called to give a deposition in this case. Uh, Now, despite his efforts to stop Orianne and her lawyers, it's going to be uncomfortable for Phil because he's notoriously shy and private, but questions will be asked about his life. Orianne is is adamant that she wants the world to know her truth and feels... That justice would be uh, Phil giving her half of the proceeds of the house, which she insists he verbally promised when they split. What another friggin' nightmare. So questions about Phil's mindset, mental state, personal behavior, and acts are all potentially on the table. Certainly if her lawyer could convince a jury that Phil's mind was impacted by alleged drug and drink use, then that helps her case. Uh, so he's going to have to go into a deposition and answer all this embarrassing stuff. No. Yeah. Too much. Gwyneth Paltrow revealed on Monday that she almost died giving birth to her 17-year-old daughter, Apple. She Uh, was 17 years old at the time? No, her daughter is 17 now. Uh, The Goop founder told the Armchair Expert podcast, my daughter was an emergency. Mm. Uh, That was the Goop. Goop. Yeah. Uh, It was crazy. We almost died, and it was not good. Wow. Uh, She also added that the cesareans that she had for both children left her with a big scar. Uh, elsewhere in the interview, Paltrow criticized social media for putting too much pressure on women to bounce back after having a baby, saying, thank God there was an Instagram when I had babies, because now it's like if I see someone, oh, I just gave birth two weeks ago, and I have a completely washboard stomach, and I'm like, wow, that is not what I look like. It does have to drive you crazy. In Iron Man 3, she's in, like, very athletic garb, and she obviously got, you know, toned up for that, but I, did, I didn't see any pronounced scarring or anything of that nature. And she well, it's usually below the belt line. Yeah, yeah. The cesarean, yeah, yeah is, so it's uh, easy to hide. But she didn't say why? What? She almost died? Uh, just that it was a difficult childbirth and they had to do cesarean, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, she didn't go into specifics yeah, like yeah. the baby was in breach or, or whatever. Yeah, I so. guess there's a whole bunch of things that, that can yeah. be uh, problematic. Yep. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is 100 days sober. The cookbook author told Hoda Kotb on Tuesday, I'm so excited. I feel so good. I feel very clear-headed. 
Uh, she first announced that she was four weeks sober in December of 2020 after publicly acknowledging uh, that she was drinking too much over the years. Casey, do some people like to throw out their their numbers? You know, when the, the well, yeah, I mean, do sobriety celebrate them, and I know that there are milestones that you meet along the way. You have milestones, and then uh, you know the the further along you get, the the further apart the milestones are. But usually, you know, you go by like thirty days, and then. Which is essentially a month, and then two months, and then three months, and then you wait until six months, and then nine months, and then you get to the year, and you know. So yeah, these these are milestones. They you know they're they're little little victories, victories, and you need to celebrate those. Like you know, listen, you need to celebrate every single day, and you just need to get through a day. But yeah, you know, what what do you think about doing it publicly? Because there's sometimes inherent danger if you slip up, and then you you have to own the fact that you're no longer sober, or does that even matter? Um, to each his own, I guess. I guess so. You yeah. know what I mean? Listen, I, mine was private. Right. Mine was private for a long, long time. And, you know, the, only the closest people really were privy to that information. And some people might use that yeah. as a check and balance. Absolutely. To make them stay on the court. When, I was when a, my brother fell, yeah. fell off temporarily, he's, you know, it's just for a brief, it was at the height of the pandemic. He, he wanted to make sure I knew that immediately and other people knew it is a, I'm going to let everyone know because it's going to reinforce my right. commitment and everyone knows. Oh my gosh, it was that recent. Yeah, be, well because his his wife had had a miscarriage and oh my so God. Uh, my my sister-in-law and um so that that and that he he fell off briefly and as Casey you would understand yeah. he wanted to get he said I wanted to get caught. Yeah. Uh, and so okay. that was it. And so he just needed that interaction. Yeah. But you know, when you I fall off like it's it's embarrassing, you know? Sure. So uh I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's it, it, yeah. We just own like however it. they want to do it. I remember, like because as a cigarette smoker, you know, I had announced many times, "I'm quitting." You know, that's it. Like today was my last day, and then you know, the next day, <laughs> I'm buying a pack of cigarettes. So then, you, you know, I was like, I'm just gonna try, try and do this as privately as possible because chances are I'm gonna fail. You know, right. and so you want to keep that private as well. All right. Well, she's 100 days in, so good for her. Uh, B. J. Novak, the actor, is the face of a cologne in Sweden and a paint in Uruguay, but not because he's landed a bunch of lucrative ad campaigns. The Office alum (laughs) shared on his Instagram story, and he said, years ago, someone mistakenly put an image of me on a public domain site, and now apparently I am on products all around the world. But he added that he's too amused about it. To do anything about it. He's too amused by it to do anything about it. Might it might be kind of fun. Yeah, there are things that are public domain that mm-hmm. we can just go grab a picture. <clears throat> there are photo services, and, and I guess he's he's loving it. And he doesn't really care. He just kind of finds it funny. Well, hang so. on then. If it's public, can we use his? We yeah. Can. If it's, well, listen, it, he hasn't come after them, so he's allowing it to happen. So I guess we could. Yeah, so it's. I guess you would have to get it from a specific site. I don't really know. I'm, no, I'm not sure how it works, but nonetheless, he doesn't care. Um, so Ryan Reynolds and our good friend Rob McElhenney finally saw their soccer team, Wrexham AFC, in action yesterday. Nice. I was seeing pictures online. Reynolds posted uh, photos on Instagram with the caption, Football is a staggering, heartbreaking, gorgeous, Tommy gun of soul-deadening evil and beauty and I'm never sleeping again, ever, ever. Uh, the two stars are currently trying to help their team rise in the rankings for a reality show titled Welcome to Wrexham. And uh, Nick was actually uh, touching base with Rob yeah. yesterday, I think. He was yeah. on his way there yeah. and is uh, hanging out with Ryan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool thing for all those guys. Yep. By the way, I uh, watched Free Guy uh, the other day. What would you think? I enjoyed it. 
I really enjoyed it. He's in it. a video game, right? Is that basically it? Uh, yeah, essentially. I think of like a Grand Theft Auto type of a game. Right, right. Uh, Grand Theft Auto meets, you know, and so he is a... Nell. Nell. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? NPC? He's he's a non yeah he's oh, an okay. NPC yep. Yep. in the video game. I got gotcha. you, and nice. uh, that's I uh, will leave it at that. Uh, all right, so they got to uh, they got to see their team finally after owning it for a while now. Uh, let's see here. How about this story? Oh, um, Bill Murray just finished filming a role on uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Interesting. I have no idea what role he's going to play. Uh, in an interview published by the German outlet Foz on Tuesday, uh, the 71-year-old you the play, Bill Murray. The 71-year-old actor revealed that he just finished making a Marvel movie, although he did not specifically say which one. He hinted heavily uh, that he was pursued uh, to join the movie mm-hmm. by director Peyton Reed, so he could be perfect yeah. in that in that Ant-Man world, you know? Well, and they're all sort of snarky, so that helps. Yes. I know uh, we don't really care too much about the World Series itself, but uh, Bill Murray uh, uh, voiced the opening of the World Series last night, oh, yeah. just talking about how great baseball is, and talked a little bit about the Braves and a little bit about the Astros, but it was really cool because he's a huge baseball fan. He's a big Cubs fan, right. uh, and it was cool to hear his voice, and, and it was really, uh, it was delivered really well. Like, it was a happy, upbeat, uh, kind of joking around Bill Murray. It's cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, HBO's picked up Succession for a fourth season. Is this the final season? Only two episodes into season three. Um, I thought I saw something about that, Steve. Right. Uh, and this particular story doesn't mention that, but according to Deadline, the movie of uh, the movie is um, unsurprising, uh, given the fact that the family saga drew more than 1.4 million viewers across all platforms on its premiere. Are you guys Mark, watching it? Mark the best launch uh, yet. Night performance. No, I'm behind on it, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll catch up. It's I'm many seasons behind. Is it worth <laughs> the ride so far, Nick? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. it's a really well done show. If you like uh, Billions, which is a you know similar vein, it's um it's kind of like the Murdoch family, you know. And it's in, like a billion. It's like a billion. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's like a billion. It's a great show. As far as Billions is concerned. It's a little lame, and uh, but I'm. Along I mean for, that lifestyle. Like, no, I, I know. Mega, mega wealth. I'm along for the ride because I'm along for the ride, and, and there isn't much of the ride left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. But yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dune <laughs> is officially getting a sequel. Yes, uh, you got to be happy. Legendary Entertainment shared the news on uh, Twitter yesterday. Dune Part Two will hit theaters. Uh, October 20th. Is it officially titled Spring Break? No. no. Uh, but October 20th, 2023. <laughs> oh, for real, man. Yeah, well, but remember, they got to film it. How know? often this one was delayed, too. Oh, my God. I know they push it back a year. Uh, and I did enjoy the movie. I started watching it again last night. I'm going to watch it again. But it's, um, you know, uh, they leave a lot out. So I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. At this at this pace, Preston, and I, 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 I read the books you have, uh, and I, the, I enjoyed the first movie. It is a, a an, an amazingly complex story. At the at where this first movie ends, do you think two movies will get it done, or are they going to need to do three? I don't know. Um, that's a good question because there's a, still a lot to yeah, go. Yeah. So um, you know, hopefully just one because I, I don't want to wait another five years before wrapping that up. All right, and then one last thing: a docu series. About Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi's classic characters, the Blues Brothers, is in the works. Uh, for the series, Aykroyd and Belushi's widow, uh, Aykroyd, I'm sorry, along with Belushi's widow, Judith Belushi Pisano, as well as her son, Lucas, uh, will collaborate with Utopia Originals, which will produce. Uh, the Blues Brothers and, and the uh, pop zeitgeist, zeitgeist uh, following the 1980 release of their film, 
uh, which followed Aykroyd and Belushi's Jake and Elwood Blues as they try to get their R&B group back together. It's a fun movie. The movie, which also featured John Candy and Carrie Fisher, was both a box office and critical success. Uh, Dan Aykroyd said last year the Blues Brothers film was selected by the Library of Congress to the National Film Registry and being in this most worthwhile cultural preservation initiative made us realize there remains more to this story. He said, Judy and I are pleased to collaborate with Utopia Originals to produce the only authorized, optimized, hmm. socio-forensic examination of the Blues Brothers optimized. and the world that created <laughs> and embraces them. Socialized? What was the last thing? The uh... socio-forensic examinationized. Yeah, there it is. Uh... The yet-to-be-titled series will include as-yet-unseen materials and dive into the history, music catalog, and legacy of the characters as well as the actors behind them and the friendship that they shared. It's a lot to call from. I mean, just the yes. music alone, you know. Oh, my God. And, and from, from the movie, from their time on SNL, I'm, I'm interested in this. How old is Belushi's son? I don't know. I, I, I never question. even considered that, that he had, he had a kid and that that kid is an adult at this point. Uh, according to the announcement, the series will also tackle the uh, sensitivities of race in the music industry and reveals the mindsets, intentions, and follow-through of uh, the creators. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's an epic. It's a it's a big adventure uh, that is a lot of fun with a ton of great music. I've it. never seen it. I know That's you have. And, wow. uh, yeah, I need to... Dude, and we're going to Chicago today. Yes. And it's, it's Chicago is like a big theme of Wacker that movie. Avenue. But yeah, <laughs> Lower, by, Wack, Lower Wacker Drive. Over by the Picasso. This is definitely Lower Wacker Drive. <laughs> uh, all right, we're ready for clips. Let's get to them. Passing tells the story of two middle school friends that reunite later in life and must come to terms with their own racial identities. And in this clip, director Rebecca Hall talks about what the word passing means to her. Here we go. Before I read this book 13 years ago, I didn't have a word for what my, my own grandfather did, you know, and, and he and that's that's partially because any stories of passing in any family are necessarily hidden and obscured and a, a, a com- big component of that occurrence is that a history gets erased. Good housekeeping. <laughs> uh, passing will show in uh, limited release starting today before coming to Netflix on November 10th. Is this... Um, yeah. That's the actress? Iron Man 3. I, d- I had no idea she was British. Yeah. I Isn't that amazing? No yeah. idea. Doesn't that drive you crazy? She, <laughs> I have only seen her, other than I think The Prestige, I've only seen her in uh, films where she has an American yes. accent. Yes. She's wow. in The Preacher. Town with uh, Ben Affleck. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did you enjoy that? The, I did. He yeah. directed it, too. She, wait, she directed? No. Oh, ben he directed, directed that. Sound, yeah. Passing will show in limited release starting today before coming to Netflix on November 10th. Here's the next clip for you. An aging inventor who also happens to be the last man on Earth constructs a robot to keep him company as he journeys across the country in Finch. And here, star Tom Hanks... Talks about the idea of uh, death influences, or I guess how death influences his performance. Here we go. In everything that you do as far as rehearsal and the shooting of the, of the scene, this kernel of reality, truth to the character has to be evident somehow throughout it all. And uh, working with Miguel, uh, the director, Miguel uh, uh, Sapochnik on this, that was always a thing to always keep in our pocket, dare, dare we say it. 
Uh, Finch starts streaming on Apple TV Plus on November 5th. Cool. Yeah, it looks interesting. Excellent. I'm, I'm worried about this because I, I think they're going to pull like a Wilson with either the dog or the robot. If they do, I will go absolutely <laughs> I, I know. I know. But you're going to get all invested yeah. in this cute dog and the robot that he builds. No. One of them dies. All right. right. I'm okay with getting rid of the robot, not the dog. Never. 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 He's done it once. Tom Hanks. Yes. Jerk. Oh, yeah, Turner and Hooch. I know. Which is one of those typewriters up his ass. Inferior to canine. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in uh, the entertainment report for you. So we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to reveal some information about the Camp Out for Hunger that we are excited about. The details have come together. The approvals have been met, and we will have a very cool thing for you to participate in while we do the Camp Out next week. So we'll have that and more. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, gang, it's time for the Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. And this year, it's quite a bit earlier than usual. It all starts Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. And while there will be some standing room-only spots in the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent, we are again emphasizing cash donations both at WMMR.com and at the register at your local Acme market. Non-perishable food items can still be donated at our drive through drop-off fueled by Pepsi. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, White Horse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Wisfis Bank, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. A reminder, today is Wednesday, so secret text word, and <clears throat> excuse me, today... We have a chance to win uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on digital, uh, celebrating the 20th anniversary of the film. So text word uh, secret to 39333. We'll send you that word, ask you to call in later on with it. Um, and we'll also grab a random texter to give that away, too. We'll go live on Fox Good Day later on. Guest-wise on the show, we have uh, one of the stars of the show, Rain, a tribute to the Beatles, which is going to be at the Miriam Theater. Uh, the 29th through the 31st, so just a couple days away from that. And he's from Lansdale. Steve Landis is playing the part of John. That's pretty cool. Uh, which is cool, so we'll talk to him a little bit later on. But we have an announcement to make at this point in time. Camp Out for Hunger obviously is coming up on Monday. And uh, this year we're excited because we, you know, last year we didn't really have any people in attendance. And this year we're going to have a, a, a smaller group in, in years past. But nonetheless, you're going to be able to come out for events and things that we're going to be doing. And we wanted to do something with one of the evenings. There's a lot going on at the uh, complex. But on Thursday night. Right. Thursday, November 4th, there's no event at the Wells Fargo Center. So we're going to put our own event on. And we're excited to bring to you the Preston and Steve Food Trucks and Fireworks event. So what does that mean? Food Trucks and Fireworks. It means we're going to have food trucks and we're going to shoot off some fireworks. Yeah! And I, by fireworks, I mean we're doing a big display. Yeah, we're not so, screwing around. It's not like a couple of sparklers and a lighter. I am excited about this. So on Thursday, November 4th, from 5 to 8 p.m., you'll be able to come by. We're going to have a whole bunch of food trucks that are set up there at Xfinity Live. And then we are going to have a fireworks show, which is donated by Celebration Fireworks. Uh, they design and produce fireworks displays for any events. And, I mean, they do the big ones, yeah. you know, they're they're fantastic. So it's free to attend 
on-site donation to Phil Abundance is all that we ask for. Yes. And all of the food trucks that will be there are going to be giving a portion of the proceeds going to the Camp Out for Hunger. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Casey and Marissa, everybody's been working really, really hard. It's mainly Marissa. Mainly Marissa. I was just the idea guy. Okay. Uh, and then I, I dropped off all the responsibilities to Marissa. <laughs> and by the way, we have a uh, sponsor. So, it's presented by Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer, Live Fit, Live Fun, Live Ultra, of course. And so Marissa has been handling all the details. Marissa, how many food trucks are we going to have for this event? So we're going to have 10. Okay. We, we're trying to guess the numbers of people who are going to come out. We figure because it's the only evening that there's an event, there's going to be a lot of people, plus fireworks. Who doesn't love yes. fireworks? Yes. Um, so we remind people to come a little bit on the earlier side because if you've ever been to a food truck pop-up event, you have to, you know, you stand in line to get to your food truck. Then you yeah. have to order it and wait a few minutes for it um, because that's just part of the festivities of a food truck event. Yeah. So get there a little early. Don't expect to just be in and out eating in 20 right. minutes. Besides, you're going to want to hang out for the fireworks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so who all are we having in the food truck lineup? Oh, I'm so I'm so excited. I mean, Casey handed this to me. He's like, you can, this is your world. Yeah, so yeah. here you go. This is so, your world. Uh, it is. It was actually so hard to like pick and choose. And there were so many great suggestions um, in pretty much alphabetical order. Um, the first one we have is algorithm. And I want oh. to tell you alphabetical order because this is a vegan food truck. Yeah, okay. algorithm is awesome. They came out and, and did a, uh, 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 a more Morris Animal Refuge and, and Max Fund event. Uh, Matt, the guy who owns the truck, is phenomenal. The food, it will blow your mind. Yeah, in fact, I saw him parked in front of Eastern State Penitentiary yeah, just yeah. the other day. Um, his food is delicious. He makes, like, Cubanos and all sorts of sandwiches yeah. and has great uh, coffees and that he serves up. So that's number one. Number two, Preston and Casey, I did this for you guys <laughs> and also so that the rest of us could finally experience it. Big Top Surfing Sunday. Yes! Oh! The ice cream truck in Wildwood Crest. Which is the one that you guys can text and he comes right to your house, yes. right? Yes. yes. So I called up Frank over there and he was so excited. They've been closed for the season, but they are opening up for one more night to do Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, awesome. oh you guys are going to love it. Jesus. Oh, man. It's I'm not going to eat starting now. It's fantastic. It's over the top. Love it. All right. I don't know how to pronounce this one properly. La Chinguinita? Chinganita is what it looks Chinganita. like. Chinganita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a brand new pop-up taco cart. Ooh. So tacos! It's a husband and wife team. <laughs> they moved down here from uh, New York right before the pandemic. The job that they came down here for didn't work out, so they decided to buy a food truck, and they don't even have a Let's place that they stand. <laughs> they set up, so they are, co- they are making tacos. Um, we told them that they were the only taco truck, and she literally said to me, Oh, we're going to make a lot of food then because yeah. tacos are popular at events like this. Whenever I go to a food truck event, I always have tacos on the brain first. Okay. So, yes. All right. The next one is Munchie Machine. Uh, their description is a Scoobalicious inspired food truck that. Uh, I don't solves... know what that means. Like it's, Scooby-Doo? It's Scooby-Doo. Oh. A Munchie Machine. Oh, oh so the mystery oh. machine. Yeah. I love it. Ah. Solving Munchie Mysteries. So they make delicious mac and cheese, and they'll make like, um, you know, like a chicken and a waffle cone instead of chicken and waffles. Like a little comfort foodie type? Yes. Yeah. Very That's good. what it looks Very like. Good. Excellent. They're, they're right out of Delco, Casey, for you. Uh, the next one is Mashava, and they are a uh, Israeli is really street food cart. Um, this is one that got recommended to me by multiple sources. All right. So they serve up shawarma and uh, falafel and hummus, which I'm sure is delicious, and I'm very excited to try that. Did you say hummus? Yeah. Hummus. Instead of hummus? Yes. Okay. I'm just having fun. Just checking. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. I'd be totally down with trying out some Israeli street food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
great friends of the Preston Steve Show, Philly Pretzel Factory. Oh, they were awesome. They bake those pretzels right there, and you get the hot dog pretzels and all sorts of yummy confectionaries there. Everything should be pretzeled. And they make them right in the truck. I didn't realize yes, that. There's yeah. an oven right in there. Um, Tabachoy, which is a heavy-bellied Filipino food cart that Whoa. brings comfort food from the Philippines to huh. Philadelphia. Wow. Yes. I never heard of that. So I've, I've eaten off of his cart before once. Um, it's delicious. Uh, if you go to his website, he describes it as the food that he used to get made fun of for bringing to school, his oh, leftovers. Yeah. Yes. So now he charges for it. And now he gets to bring <laughs> yeah. it to the rest That's of the, the Delaware Valley. I can't say that I've ever had Filipino cuisine yeah. before, so I'm excited about that. All right, and then we have two more. Other great friends of the Preston Steve Show, Wilson's Secret Sauce. Oh, uh, they're, yeah. I, I mean, amazing. Some of the best barbecue that we've all experienced. Steve, the best impossible cheesesteak I've ever had. Hey, Preston, right? I love it. it. I will blow your mind. Stop eating it when they came by last time. And it's easily, uh, in my humble opinion, the best brisket you're going to find in all of Delaware County. Wow. Brisket. And- and then the last one is Whistle Truck, and uh, they describe themselves as city bred and city fre- city fed. Um, it is a cheesesteak truck that is. Um, they're right here from Philadelphia. They have all locally sourced products and cheeses and meats, um, and then they try to do it a little out of the ordinary. Okay, so it's different. It's a brand new truck. Good, it's a yeah. bunch of options there. Yeah, yeah you man. can't find something to eat in that collection, you know. And as I would say, you know, uh, try to um, leave some room because you're going to want a sample. Thursday night. We've never done anything like this, Preston. We've been no. wanting a fireworks display yes. for the longest time, and, and that's been almost impossible, but not anymore. And usually it's just kind of a, hey, come and hang out, you yeah. know, and, and see what's going on at the Camp Out for Hunger. This is an official event. Yeah, take right. it, I mean, besides the, the comedy nights that we've done, but this is this is everybody congregate. We got something for you to do. Get some food. Get yourself settled in, and then get ready for the fireworks display from uh, Celebration Fireworks. And I just want you, I, I want to... Um, Make sure everybody understands this is a yes, a free event to attend. But the food at the at the food trucks, you know, you do have to pay for it with a yeah. portion of those proceeds going towards Camp Out for Hunger, Fill Abundance. So, mm-hmm. it, it, but if you just want to come and hang out, and you know, we're you know we're asking you to make a donation, absolutely, to Camp Out. So, yeah. and as President said a number, but of you times, don't have to if you don't want. To. Right. This is it. Uh, this is we're on our way to getting back to the you know the the big sort of thing. It's this is. I love the fact, Preston, that that even though we're um, you know we're kind of th- throwing stuff at the wall to see what'll stick, this is something we've always wanted to do, and have it be a part of this yeah. iteration of the campout is awesome. Yep. And it's not just food trucks and fireworks. We're doing more festivities. We're going to have uh, like a mobile escape room. Yeah. And uh, axe throwing and all. Oh, sorts from of... Bates uh, Motel. Exactly. That's great. Right there on site. There's going to be some other vendors, so there'll be other things to do. Uh, Xfinity Live will be serving beer. We'll have uh, Mick Ultra available all across the area, so you're not just getting food and going. You're hanging out for the evening. Um, I know. I was telling my friends about this when I was planning it, and they're like, "Oh, great! We'll come that night." And I was like, "Oh yeah, wait, this is going to be a fun party. Like yeah. we all need yeah. to come yeah. down." Well, the truth of the matter is also that we, you know, so. Um, we'll be taking donations, I think, up until like eight, you know, yes. and so, but I mean, this is going to be going on and, and, uh, you know, obviously we want to get everything done and get you, uh, fed and dazzled with the fireworks display and on your way, but it'll be, uh, you know, it's, it's not a hangout till 11 thing, but it'll be really cool. Yep. Yeah. So it'll wrap up once the fireworks are done, then yeah. we'll, we'll be, uh, everybody will be breaking down and we'll, uh, we'll be right. moving everybody out. But Thursday, November 4th, starting at 5 p.m. goes till eight. 
We want you to be a part of the Preston and Steve Food Trucks and Fireworks event at the Camp Up Hunger. So, again, Algorithm, Big Top Surf and Sunday, La Chinganita, uh, Munchie Machine, Moshava, Philly Pretzel Factory, uh, Tapa Choy, Wilson Secret Sauce, and Wizzle Truck mm-hmm. with Celebration Fireworks uh, capping the event. And it's presented by Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer live. Uh, live fit, live fun, and live ultra. So, mark your calendar. And even if you're coming down earlier in the week or if you're participating in another way, try to squeeze by for that event and uh, hang out with us. We'd love to have you there. So, uh, that's exciting stuff. Yeah! Got to make sure we got some good weather and we'll be solid. So that's the only other little thing we have to worry about. And if you know anyone that lives near the stadiums, let them know there's going to be a fireworks show yeah. on Thursday yeah. night so they're yeah. not surprised. Exactly. All right, with all this food chat, what do you guys are say? You I think it's are time. Are you kidding? No, I kid you not. It's time for the We Just Had a Cool Announcement Connoisseur Edition. Yeah, I got some other food stories, so it may as well be on the heels of all that food truck stuff. So um, we'll dive right into the connoisseur. Uh, this speaks to something Casey brought up the other day. A South Korean grocery chain hopes to solve the issue of brown bananas going to waste. And they're doing it by selling packs of the fruit at different stages of ripeness. Uh, E-Mart devised, a, uh, devised one-a-day packs of six bananas ranging from ready-to-eat to still green and underripe bananas. And the goal behind the banana pack is to prevent brown bananas from going to waste. So you'll get a variety of different stages. At different stages. Oh, this has got to be when really... You buy them. So this could be a lot of work. And what are the they going to charge so, for that? So here's the deal. Uh, environmental, environmentally conscious shoppers fear because it's being packaged yeah. as well. Uh, that it will require an unnecessary amount of plastic uh, with the bananas because it's in a, in a packaging. And bananas don't need packaging. It's one of the few things in the produce section yeah, yeah, yeah. that I don't put in a bag. Yeah. You just put the bananas right in the basket. It's got its own got, cover. They got their own peel. You're not going to lick the peel. No. So I told you guys about this not that long ago, but um, they do something similar with avocados. Not uh, the range of when they're going to be ripe, but they sell them as you can eat them in two to three days, you can eat them today, right. or you can eat them a week from now. It was the first time... I I had seen that, but it was separate bins in the produce section, and you chose when you wanted to eat your avocado, and that's what you bought. If I were to get these bananas, these, this type with uh, with the varying uh, stages of ripeness, I would literally write on the banana, you're like Monday, Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, banana, day. And by the way, <laughs> bananas, you can, you can kind of, if you take your nail and you can write on them and it will bruise... Uh, a little message on there if you Dude, want to. You are the banana maestro. Uh, do what I can. Carpe banana. Yeah, man. carpe banana. <laughs> That's right. By the way, that shirt is for sale. The MMR yeah. Rock Shop, the President's Eve <laughs> Carpe right. Banana shirt. I'll be surprised if anybody buys that at all. Uh, uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> we're um, we're going to see that shirt in like a year. Uh, yeah. We're like, wait, what? No, I bet you somebody has it on at camp out. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody had a saint shirt on yes. at the barbecue. My band, my yeah, old band. That was so my, great. My my uh, ten month band that I was in. <laughs> when you can spot swag from a ten month band, uh, yeah. you're doing something right. Well, here's the deal. They don't have to package it, right? Like they could, you know, essentially. You know, put throw them, it at you. They could throw yeah. it at you, but I, I, you know, I need to see the picture. What I, I don't know if it was five bananas or six or whatever, but they don't have to package it. One banana, it. two banana, three, three banana, banana, four, four right? Five right. banana, six banana, seven and banana, more. more. Yeah, that's All right, it. so it la, looks la, like la. there are six bananas. They can just 
bunch those six bananas into like separate containers or buckets, or they don't have to, you know. So that's my they, bucket of bananas. Well, that that way they can make everybody happy, Steve. You know, no, I know yeah, just there's, still, there's still packaging that goes along with it in some way, shape, or form. So what he's what Preston is saying? No, what together. I'm saying is 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 not necessarily packaging it, but presenting it, you know, in. Buckets, or you know what I mean. So, oh, right. you just oh, pick you one pick banana. Uh, n- no, I know. No. I was you're saying, saying then. I was saying all six bananas go in say? one individual bucket, right? And then you then p- purchase all six of those bananas. You take them out of said bucket. You take them out put of it said into bucket, your put container. into your into your container, your cart, or whatever. But you're going to need to maybe put them in a bag or something like that because they're all. Well, then that's all on stuff. you okay. as the consumer. Oh, Right. So yeah. Also, the, the people are not going to do that. They're, they, they're going to mess not. it all up. Wait, I yeah. saw somebody at the grocery store the other day. She annoyed me so much that oh. I, I wanted to go over and say something to her. I could not believe do what tell. she was doing. So she was deciding which grapes to buy, okay? And I saw her. She was she was with her son and what I believe was her father. It was an older man. And Take she, your goddamn grapes. Wait, she was, so she was going through the grape the grape uh, packaging, right? Taking like part of the vine out right. and putting it in another package. And she didn't want the, no. she didn't yeah. want the, hold on, wait, she didn't want the more full package. She wanted less grapes. So she, I'm not kidding you. She had about five grapes in her package. I was like, what the Frig is she doing? So she was Frankensteining her... together like a perfect bunch of grapes. Yeah, and then she went back and took more out of her thing and like kind of just threw it on the other grapes. I, I'm not kidding you. She had the teeniest amount of grapes. I'm like, what is she doing? So... And mind you, she's putting her hands all over all of the grapes. Right. And May in COVID I ask world, you a just... question, whore. Yeah, like in COVID <laughs> world, just pick a yeah. package yeah. of grapes and take it. So by the way, you, you pay for grapes by weight, correct? Yes. Right. Per package. So that's what she's doing a little bit of that, I guess. But but yeah, don't put your hands all over Although, that stuff. Like, I mean, how much And just grab a bag. Gra- and and grapes, thing. listen, sometimes you get a bad batch of grapes. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. You get them home. They look nice. And you eat them like, oh, these don't taste these as good as the they could. It sucks. I know. Aristotle said that. Will you Will you sample a grape at the... Uh, uh, at the store, I do no. sometimes. I, mean, I, I will like pre-COVID this, maybe. Yeah. I feel bad about it, but sometimes I do because if I if I taste one and they're really sour, I'm like I'm not buying yeah. those because yeah. so, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to eat them at home. I'll I'll I eat some... grapes quite a bit, so I, I do buy grapes. them. Is that the only thing you sample at the, at the refrigerator? Yeah, okay. yeah. There's nothing else at the store. At the, at the I'll try the chicken. I will do the chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the meat. Yeah. yeah. So wait. this seems raw, yeah. but now I have to make boom boom. If you are sampling the grapes, then you're taking the weight off of it. It's so one grape. He's I, well, taking like point zero zero one cents. But I've heard we about have a situation <laughs> up here. Uh, there are forty-seven grapes. Mm-hmm. One is missing. There is. A, there's a point I was trying to make. Uh, some people will uh, shop and eat the grapes at the same time. I hate that. Yeah, oh. I hate it. Yeah, you can't. Now that's not cool. That's not cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, like when stealing. people. I've seen people do it. They go in and they'll open up a bag of something. Yeah, and they'll put it and they'll be eating chips. You haven't technically purchased those. Right. Yeah. You've just established intent. You don't own those now. See, but that, see, that doesn't bother me. If you're going to go up and you're going to take the empty bag and you're going to scan it, so what? Maybe the person was starving. They needed something to eat. But if it was weighed, then that's a different story. Also, I'm not eating the grapes at the grocery store because they are not cleaned yet. They haven't been I, washed I, I, yet. I was going to hold back and not say I can it. See but... that. Will you drink the milk out of the cartons? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I usually do that. All right, so... um. 
apples. Everybody picks up an apple, and you you t- and so you put it back because I, I feel like a little. <laughs> I feel a little bad. Like I hope nobody's watching me. Like pick these apples up and squeeze them, and then put them That's back. Okay. okay. I mean, it's just part of produce. You know? Part of life, man. Yeah, That's yeah. why you gotta, you know, if, if you're conscious about that type of thing, you need to you need to wash those uh, uh, products when you get home. You know, so but they are gonna end up with with hands on them. Most, <laughs> most definitely. All right, uh, let's uh, get to another short. Should I, hang on, let me go to yeah, Mark go real ahead. quick. He says, "Never ever oh. eat the grapes at the grocery store." Hi, Mark. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, but all right. So, never eat the grapes at the grapes uh, at the grocery store. Why? Nah, I, I mean, I've, I've been in produce for about thirty years now. Yep. <laughs> the grapes are sprayed with like nineteen, seventeen, and nineteen different pesticides. Okay. Just to get them from chilling to your store. All right, so nice you need to take them home and wash them. Yeah, you need to wash them. Don't ever even sample them. Just look at them. If they're firm and if they're not falling off the vine, they're good grapes. Mark, what if you were to take them over to the meat section and wash them off in chicken juice? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> to each his own, yeah. as Casey said earlier yeah. this morning. Hey, All Mark, right. if uh, is there a difference between the grapes that come in the bag and the grapes that are in the, like, that... Um, the container. The, yes, the thank you. Shells. Yeah. That is nothing really different. I mean, sometimes they're more they're like they'll package the organic grapes that way. If there are seventeen to nineteen pesticides on it, is rinsing it off with water really going to make that <laughs> much of a difference? Well, here's the thing: they have we actually sell an organic spray now. Okay, that you can spray your produce with. So you got to spray and, it with and, one more thing after all the pesticides, right? And that's the thing: do you want to add on another five dollar charge to your grapes? Well, no. do you, punk? No. no, I usually just you know, in all this confusion. <laughs> I forgot how much I sprayed 18 or 19 pesticides. <laughs> all right, Mark, we appreciate the heads up, man. Thank all right, you. guys, take care. All right, we'll see you. I've got you to know how many pesticides on that grape. 19. All right, uh, I'm, we're going to talk peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because I mentioned this yesterday in the show. Yes. That uh, I had some... Uh, we're ripping the lid off. ...nutritional information about this American classic. Uh, so the exact nutritional details depend on how you make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Two slices of white bread have about five grams of protein and three grams of sugar. Whoa, really? Two, yeah, two tapes. This is white, you know, regular white I bread. I didn't know any bread had protein. That's... Well, okay. Uh, two tablespoons of peanut butter contain about seven grams of protein and three grams of sugar. One tablespoon of grape jelly has 12 grams of sugar. Yeah. Uh, and in total, a run-of-the-mill PB&J has about 12 grams of protein, 18 grams of sugar. Comes out to be about 390 calories. That's so not bad. That's a fair amount for yeah. just that it's one sandwich. a lot sandwich. for a sandwich, yeah. Uh, but ingredients with a lot of sugar and preservatives often don't have important nutrients. Uh-huh. Uh, so according to Brittany McDonald, an American fitness professional associate, associates certified holistic nutritionist, uh, they've taken out a lot of the nutrients that's actually going to fuel your body Feed your brain and keep you energized all day. You're actually going to have a sugar crash and more cravings later on. Uh, but how you can make it a little bit healthier. Yes. Okay, so just a few substitutions, all right, uh, when it comes to the most sugary part. Um, healthy would be a small amount of low-sugar jelly or, better yet, not jelly at all, and perhaps a banana instead. Uh-huh. I used to eat peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah. They're good. Would you fry them? Uh, no, not like Like Elvis used to do. Uh-uh. I That's still do. My, you do? Yeah, toasted. Uh, it does have to be the right banana. Yeah. Right, you can't, it's, it's a Wednesday banana is what we're looking for when we're doing a... Uh, we find foster homes for bananas in the area. Yeah, it cannot be a green banana. Also brown. 
Um, what? Also brown. It can't be green or brown. Yeah, you're right. No, when, I agree. Wednesday. It's got to be the right yeah. firmness. The when, Goldilocks banana, if The Wednesday will. banana. The Wednesday banana is perfect description. Carpe banana. Thank okay. you. Okay. Uh, making smart choices when it comes to which bread is used is important as well. So you want to choose whole grain bread. Oh. Uh, it can contribute more protein and fiber. You don't like whole grain bread? Well, for this particular sandwich, I go rye bread. Oh. Toasted Ooh. rye bread. Oh. That seems odd to me. How yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Rye so, bread with... Um, there's Car- such a, a strong seed. flavor to it, right? Yeah, uh, I like Pepperidge Farm, caraway seed, rye bread, and uh, toasted, and then peanut butter, and then a Wednesday banana. <laughs> Wednesday. So, very specific. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very specific as well. I prefer Arnold uh, bread, which okay. also is a bimbo uh, company. It is bread. a Beambo. What is Ar- Arnold Bread is a, a brand? Yeah, so Arnold is a, okay. is a brand under the Beambo umbrella. So I like Arnold, a, a bunch of different varieties, but... They also have a collection of fine artisan breads, Casey. Yes. Beambo uh, does. Oh, the 100%, the uh, 100% whole wheat bread, I prefer an organic peanut butter that I get from Acme. Right. Uh, and then a honey. And so I feel like that's healthy-ish. Right. Well, listen. You do what. You, listen. It, it, you're not Healthy-ish. going to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because you're you're in training for a Mr. Olympia contest. But you will if you're looking for something. You can you can sort of, you know, shore it up a little bit and make it better for yeah, you. When I what, what I don't have is are the um, uh, nutritional aspects of jelly versus honey. Honey. Well, honey, I think is just inherently organic. Well, it's natural. Uh, I mean, it's you know, natural. So, um, and if you get like local honey, that's yep. probably even better. Yeah, but I don't know as far as uh, calorically and all that other stuff that goes along with it, all the information. Uh, as far as the peanut butter, a natural peanut butter is just as important as the amount as you put on the sandwich. Uh, one to two tablespoons on your sandwich uh, is what you want to do because of ha- of it having a heart-healthy fat huh. that makes you feel fuller longer. And for those allergic to peanuts or other types of nuts, sunflower seed butter can be a healthy and safe alternative. You know, you hear all this stuff, and then you just you go right to the regular, you know, peanut butter and and uh, jelly, and just put it on the bread. By the way, here's a comparison to other you know standard lunch options. So, a serving of Kraft macaroni and cheese, yeah, has a similar number of calories at 360. Uh, it has less sugar with nine grams and only 10 grams of protein. Wait. So you get you get sh- shorted on the protein. What? Mac and cheese. So, are they saying that mac and cheese is healthier than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No, you get less protein, at, but a little less sugar. So, so the, trade off. PB and J is going to have more sugar okay. in it, all right, all right. but they're roughly calorically about the, the same. same. Okay. Um, what about another sandwich like the classic ham and cheese? Well, a deli sandwich made with white bread, two ounces of black forest ham, a tablespoon of mayonnaise, yeah. and a side of cheddar, a slice of cheddar cheese, is about three hundred and eighty calories. So it's around in the, the, it's in the ballpark. Uh, four grams of sugar, seventeen grams of protein. Protein. It's a lot of protein. A little bit better on that side. So they're all calorically probably- in the same bo- ballpark, but it all depends on what nutrition you need. You want to angle on. Well, and that's probably killing you with salt if it's a, a lunch. Maybe. Meat, Do they have a bloomin' onion a la mode? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there a max amount of protein where you, you max out, and at that point, it doesn't even matter anymore? I think it's like a billion. Is like yeah, a billion? Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as it's like a billion. As far as what? Like <laughs> how much your body can process, or yeah. uh, you'll store protein in fat. Right. So that's my understanding. Mm. I mean, some people, and also you got to watch out how much protein you you take in. It can be actually detrimental to you after a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of people who slam those protein shakes and stuff like that, like crazy. All right. So that's what you're wondering. Yeah. If, if, of course, if there's a if there is such thing as too much protein. Remember, okay. a lot of what we say is completely inaccurate. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. 
So, knives. We're going to talk about uh, cutlery. All right. Uh, since we're in the connoisseur here. Uh, the gold standard for knives is usually steel or ceramics. But a new study appearing in the journal Journal Matter on October 20th, material scientists described their latest creation, a hardened wood knife. A around wood knife. three times sharper than a stainless steel dinner knife. How do they get it like that? It can easily cut through a medium well-done steak, according to Tang Lee, a materials scientist at the University of Maryland. He said, in our kitchen, we have many wood pieces that we use for a very long time, like a cutting board, chopsticks, or rolling pin. These knives, too, can be used many times if you resurface them, sharpen them, and perform the same. So they use... Uh, um, uh, they developed a two-step method for hardening the wood in their knives that increased the blade's hardness 23-fold. Holy hell! This is achieved by ensuring that the wood retained a higher level of cellulose. Typically, wood contains about uh, 50% cellulose, which provides some structural integrity and weaker molecules made up. Uh, weaker molecules make up the rest. Uh, the two-step process was able to remove these weaker components but retain the cellulose. Coating the wood in mineral oil helps protect the sharpness during uh, use and washing as well. So how how long does it retain its edge? Um, like a lot longer than you might anticipate. They don't give a, a time frame on here. Uh, but they didn't stop at uh, wooden knives. They also made nails uh, that are just as sharp as conventional steel nails. With wood? Yeah, with wood. Isn't ah. that wild? I had no That's idea. That's blowing my mind, they man. It could be a renewable and low-cost alternative <laughs> with the potential to replace plastic table utensils. You guys remember making knives with uh, wood when you were kids? That yes. was like the coolest thing. Yeah, out of a popsicle stick. Yeah. My, yeah. That would be my, oh my, my little kid version of a shiv. Wow. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we should have broke uh, a little while back because we have the uh, Fox Good Day thing, so we're just going gonna to ride this one out. I could, we can't. Uh, we nah. don't, we're hanging uh, 10, man. We're hanging 10. Do so they have to use a particular kind of wood? Um, metal wood. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> well, that that's actually not wood, sir. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's just, just metal. That metal wins in that. Nick, I would imagine so. In this article, it doesn't really indicate what huh. type of wood that they were using. Can they cultivate pre-sliced steak? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> not that I know of. We, um, Santa Claus brought us ceramic cutlery over the uh, Christmas last year, and it, it's great. Use this to kill yourselves. <laughs> Ceramic. Who Guy Fieri has a line that, that I think I that we we purchased ceramic. I was stunned. Yeah. At how? Oh, yeah. Because Casey, it looks like pretend stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, it's ours is it's like a rainbow. Yes. It's like a rainbow. It's like a rainbow. <laughs> um, that was sorry. That was part of my Rocky impersonation. <laughs> now that you hear it. Uh, but it, uh, it it's um like steak not not steak knives but uh, butcher knives and stuff like right, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks nice and it's ceramic and huh. yeah, that's what uh, my wife wanted for Christmas. A lot of people use those. Yeah, absolutely. All right, away from cutlery, on to something else. Uh, we mentioned uh, mac and cheese just a moment ago. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese launching an exclusive club that will give instant mac and cheese lovers an early look and taste. At and of their products. So Kraft recently announced that it has developed a flavor boost line. Flavor boost line. Which is set to hit retail shelves in 2022 with three limited edition flavors. So you'll be able to get buffalo, ranch, and pizza for your mac and cheese. Okay, good question. Uh, What's your level of snobbery when it comes to mac and cheese? Snobbery? Yeah, like you has to be, are you very particular? 
I, I, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a stab at pretty much any kind of mac and yeah. cheese. Yeah, yeah. I need it to be I need it to be a little crisper. I need it to be a little more you know crisper. Crisp, well done. You like it like baked? I like it baked. Yeah. Okay. Steve, do you have a, a preference when it comes to the noodle in the mac and cheese? Uh, no, I do like the smaller noodles a little bit. All right, I like the elbow macaroni uh, yeah. from my mac and cheese. I don't like the craft of the little uh, mini ziti style noodles, but that's just uh, me being persnickety. Um, you know what? Okay, here's where I might draw the line uh, are the mini shells. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't, interesting. I don't prefer those for, for bullcrap. Is it because yeah, they sometimes get stuck on your tongue? Uh, no, I don't I think that's it. I with my mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, stuck I, on I, your tongue. I can't get it off. <laughs> I can't get it <laughs> Soft-ass noodle off my tongue. It's, it's the structure. Yeah. Right, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Please, Charlie, we have a man with age, <laughs> pasta stuck to his tongue. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm game for, I'm game for most, uh, most mac and cheese. If uh, I um, prefer Kraft macaroni and cheese and all the other ones, I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. I actually had probably the best mac and cheese in my life on Saturday at the, that place I went to in Sedona. It was like a chorizo mac and cheese. Oh, that sounds good. It was damn good. Steve, you would probably appreciate a southern dish if you liked baked I do. macaroni and cheese. Yes. You would probably appreciate a, a southern dish called uh, macaroni pie. Uh, macaroni pie, I've heard of it. I grew up on that, and it was really, really good. What is yeah, um, it's I don't know how it's made, Kat. There are uh, eggs involved to kind of bind it, um, but it's um, it's super duper cheesy. It's very dense, um, and it's got like a, a a nice little crust on the top. Of you can it. C- you can cut like squares of it, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm looking for, man, wow. okay. bro. Really, you. really, really good. I love mac and cheese. Like it's so delicious. However, I rarely eat it because of the nutritional content. It makes okay. you toot. No. Uh, do, do you, it's not good for you. Do you like it? Do you ever have it with hamburger in it? Uh, no. I love, kinda, like, am I, I the only one that, that likes that? That's kind of like a hamburger helper. Yeah. Like, like the main dish was a, right. like a macaroni and cheese and hamburger thing. Wasn't the hamburger helper a uh, hand? Yes. Handy? Yes. Yep. It was Handy a was the uh, a glove. Yep. Hey, you guys are all pretty conscious about what you put in your bodies on, yes. a, on a consistent basis. When you do end up going crazy, can you do it at days at a time? No. Yeah. Can I do it what? Days at a time. Like if you're on vacation or... Yes, I can. Okay. Absolutely. Well, God bless you. Crazy days at a time? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like uh, over the weekend, I just... I. I ate what I wanted when I wanted it, and, and I didn't really care. And, and so I, I've been trying to be a little bit more conscious about stuff lately. I feel bad. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be having this. Right. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily, it's hard for me to go days. I, I, uh, I'll i go longer than days. I'll, I'll, I'll go through a, a really regimented um, paying attention, making sure that I'm being very, very good for a, a pretty good stretch, and then, then I'll... Then I'll treat myself for a, well, a, a stretch as well. The thing is, you've established to yourself that you can do the more austere things, so you can get back into that. Yes. So you know you can do I it. I trust myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. There's one that I want to get to. All right. All right. Uh, for sure. Uh, before Halloween gets away from us. And this story was actually from a week or two ago, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Two butchers in um, uh, a Madison, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, a uh, place called Street Market. Um, it says, uh, the Madison-based Jennifer Street Market, I've done the unthinkable, and they've married candy corn right. with bratwurst. Huh? Yeah. I was wondering, when I saw this, I was wondering what you think of that combination, because you do like candy corn, and you do like bratwurst. I love bratwurst. Candy corn is, I, yeah, I can take it or leave right, it. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate it like some people do. I think it sounds disgusting. Why are they always trying to do stuff like that? Uh, to get in the news, I guess. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it yeah. worked. <laughs> uh, he said, it's just your traditional brat. This is according to Justin Strassman. 
He said, uh, but we use an Oktoberfest beer in there, so there's that uh, caramel sweetness. We usually make the traditional brat, and we thought to change it up with candy corn. God, I hate brats. Uh, he reports that lots of folks are coming to check out the new flavor. People love Wait, it. Wait, you hate bratwurst? Yeah, I know, and people love it. Do you not like sausage? Nah, not a, not a huge fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's essentially what, that's it, what is. it is. Yeah. It's, it's a sausage, and uh, Where are I'm, sausages? I'm a big-time sausage fan. <laughs> Uh, the idea struck in uh, early October, and it took off almost right away. Yep, we got about a minute before going on Fox Good Day, just a heads up. Uh, and they're selling twice as fast as the traditional brat, so people are enjoying it. They must be selling a lot because people initially puke it out and then want to try it again. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have other unusual brat flavors like a brandy old-fashioned and a bacon onion cheddar brat. That sounds good. So, yeah, bratwurst for a standard at uh, going to the ball game. Uh, Where's the brat place around here that's legendary? That uh, people get their Johnsonville brats, brats, brats. That's a I don't commercial. think there is a legendary brat. Place I thought there right was. There. No, not I don't know. Know. maybe a... it's more of a Midwest uh, thing. Came to me in a dream. I think brat worse. <laughs> All right, that's all we have time for in uh, the connoisseur, Marissa. I think uh, what's up? Thirty seconds. I forgot one of the vendors for our food trucks and fireworks. I thought so. There were only nine on there. Yep. Spot burger. Oh, oh! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casey raves about Spotburger all the time. They're bringing their truck down. Okay, good. Because they're also really, really great for the community. So, that all right, that makes me super happy. You love them, yeah. man. I do. I'm right. sending out uh, flyers. We're going to have some information you can share on Instagram and on your pages. And uh, I realized I left them off, so I'm sorry, guys. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to make a big deal about it, that there's only nine on the list. So, all right, 10 seconds. Well, listen, we'll reiterate the information when we get back to the B file about the food trucks and fireworks, which is going to be at the Camp Out for Hunger Thursday night, the 4th. And uh, we'll have all that information available for you. Uh, but, yes, we invite you to come down and be a part of it. Music means we're going on Fox hey, President Steve, we found a study that says that men, after all these years of thinking the opposite, that men are apparently just as emotional as women. Steve, what say you? Uh, I, I believe that can be the case. I believe it's sometimes where a man will choose to be emotional. That might be the, the, uh, the difference, you know, might, uh, go off and, uh, into the woods with his Spartan buddies and cry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there, there are things I, I, I do get emotional. Um, well, well, See, don't you think, Preston? Yeah, but I have a question. Emotional meaning just in general or, or collapsing? Immediately you think of, you know, crying and yeah. so on. But, but in what about, uh, what about rage and, uh, and all the uh, other emotions that's true. That that's there true. Are. I think it was in general because they did bring up crying, Preston. Okay. It says even though women still cry three times as much during a year, <laughs> uh, we men just still are, are they're emotional, but maybe don't uh, manifest it in tears. Maybe don't okay. emote All as right. Much. So then, then, then I yes, I believe that, Preston. I'm a crier. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I shed tears regularly. Uh, like I mean, you know, things will catch me emotionally. It's happened more the, the older that I've gotten, the more that I will. It actually uh, just happened today. You looked across at Kathy and said, mm-hmm. my God, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. <laughs> and you just started tearing up, and it just happened. Well, they say it's five to 17 times a year. You five? Cry. Would you say? We only have, what, a month or two left? So... <laughs> I cried five times a day. Yeah. Right. Well, Let me ask you guys, do you cry at movies? Do you cry at, uh, at uh, TV shows? Because I do. Yes. I, I tear up, Right. I mean, uh, commercial. Yeah, <laughs> perfect strangers always gets me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, no, it, it really does not surprise me. I, no. I, and I think that, me like either. you said, Steve, choosing, I think men try to uh, suppress their emotions right. more than women. And might, then you get I, gassy. I, I, I yeah. can absolutely see them being as emotional uh, as, uh, as women are. No yeah. question. I think you two are going to cry in Chicago. Where are you headed today? 
We are headed to the National Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah, the induction ceremonies are tomorrow night in Chicago, so uh, some of us are headed out today. Uh, to get ready for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're excited about it. So do you have your suits picked out? Like, what are you going to do? You have your suits I have a tuxedo. Ready? Yeah, it's black tie. Tuxedo. tuxedo as well, yeah. We're, we're, we're all going out there. It is the President Steve Show going into the Hall of Fame, which is very cool. It's quite an honor. And so, um, yeah. An honor. Yeah, and uh, uh, we're don't through. wear yourself out because I think Camp Out for Hunger starts when Monday. Monday, yeah. sir. Monday yeah. is when it begins. Yes. So how I don't know years? how we're going to do it, but we will do it. We'll do it. How many years have been doing that? Oh, Since 1998, he's doing that. This will be the 24th. <laughs> 24th, okay. Wow. Next year, the court, the quarter century. Jeez. And you guys are going to be there. I know that uh, Jen Fredericks is definitely stopping by. Oh, nice. Every okay. Year. Yeah. You got Every it. Every year we stop by. Awesome. Excellent. Well, good luck in Chicago. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Uh, All right. right, and there they go. All right, with that, uh, that's it for the connoisseur. We got to take a break. When we come back, though, uh, we'll get to the B file, and also we will reintroduce all the information about uh, Preston and Steve's food trucks and fireworks event at Camp Out for Hunger. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Quickly, I would like to, before we get to the Bizarre File, I want to send a shout-out to this young man who uh, emailed in. His name is Brian Andrioli. Huh. And he wrote and said, hey, guys, you rock. I just want to tell you what I did this past Saturday, at the, 20, uh, the Saturday the 23rd. I played for Special Olympics in New Jersey fall games, and I play golf, and I came in first Whoa. place. Wow, Brian. Uh, the people that completed with, he said, had a 61. The people we were playing with had an 80. And me and my partner, which is my dad, we had a 59. Wow. So I thought that I would share with you guys that with you guys as well. Uh, you, guys, you guys rock. Congrats on getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and he sent me a picture of his gold medal. Excellent. Which is awesome. And he is from uh, Gloucester City, New Jersey. Brian's so. a great guy. I've known him for a long time. I, I, I got to know him when I worked for Pierre many years ago, ah. 20 years ago. So long time, loyal listener. Congrats, man. That's a really cool thing. Uh, he said, my drives off my driver were great and my shots were great as well. So congratulations. Here's a shout out to Brian Andrioli. A gold medalist Excellent. in the Special Badass. Olympics. That's fantastic, man. Good for you. Uh, and before we do the Bizarre File, also I want to reiterate some information. We just made an announcement. Camp Out for Hunger is next week. <laughs> and while we're collecting food and doing the stuff that we do and broadcasting live and everything... Uh, we're going to have an evening event on Thursday the 4th, and we want you to mark it in your calendar. Come join us if you can. Uh, it's free to attend. Uh, if you want food, you're going to have to pay for it, but a portion of the proceeds are going to go to the Camp Out for Hunger. It is the Preston and Steve Food Trucks and Fireworks event, and this will include 
10 food trucks. 10. And fireworks being donated by Celebration Fireworks. They're doing the show. They do these big shows. Yeah. And uh, they can actually... You can hire them to do an event of your own if you want yeah, to. Yeah, Which uh, we found out a couple of years ago when they called in and, and, and shot off some fireworks for us on air. Uh, so we're excited about this. Uh, it's from 5 to 8 p.m. on Thursday, November 4th. And Marissa had added Spot Burger to the uh, the list of uh, food trucks that will be there. Because we didn't want to leave anybody out. But Algorithm, Big Top Surfing Sundays, uh, La Chinganita, uh, Munchie Machine, Mashava. The Pretzel, Philly Pretzel Factory, uh, Taba Choi, Wilson Secret Sauce, and Whizzle Trucks will all be there serving food. Is presented by Michelob Ultra, and then we get a fireworks display. But as Marissa was saying earlier, don't plan to just get there like right before 8 and grab your food and get ready to watch hot fireworks. Because at food truck events, you got to stand in line. You have to wait until they prepare. It's, it's, it's not a full restaurant. It's like two people working in a truck usually. Yeah. So that's why it takes a little while to get the food out. But we want to make a whole event of it. Uh, they're going to be... Uh, um, uh, and Xfinity Live is going to be serving the Michelob Ultra, so you'll be able to grab some beers yes. and, and grab the food, and then we're going to watch the fireworks. So exciting. Probably bring chairs and things, maybe. I, I don't know. could. I don't... about that. I'm not 100% sure, but this is our yeah. first time doing it. So, uh, nonetheless, details, WMMR.com. And while you're there, please make a donation to Phil Abundance. All right, let's do the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Well, a cyclist lived to tell his tale after a bear attacked him while he was riding alone in Cantwell, Alaska. Oh, my God. Trooper said they were notified of the incident last Tuesday. The victim said that he was riding his bike when he spotted a large brown bear about 10 to 15 yards away sprinting towards him. He left. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> told, he told the troopers that he jumped off his bike and began yelling at the bear. What? Uh, before the bear made contact, the victim laid on the ground and covered his head, possibly kicking the bear in the process. Ow! Uh, the bear then bit his leg below the knee. Jerk off. Uh, the bear made uh, one contact and one bite and then immediately retreated to the vegetation the same way it had approached. So it was like, boom, in and out. Uh, the cyclist That's very lucky. Oh, totally. He called a friend for a ride and sought medical attention for puncture wounds and a cut. Uh, the victim believes that the bear was alone and approximates the bear weighs around 500 pounds. God almighty, could you imagine that? Trooper said the man was carrying a firearm but did not fire it. Uh, That's why you always have to put baseball cards in your spokes, Preston. So they hear you coming. Scares them away. Uh, now, I have another story. Uh, a, an uninvited guest was caught on camera at a... Wedding in Mexico recently, uh, Angie Disa had posted footage to TikTok where she wrote, a bear had shown up at her cousin's wedding in uh, Chipinque National Park in Nueva Leone, Mexico. I'm with the groom's family. Uh, The post was captioned, he just wanted some food. Did you you see how relaxed they were? Uh, no, the I didn't see the video. They they just kind of sit there. The bear goes from table to table and then leaves, and nobody really reacts. <laughs> it was <laughs> electric. Electric slide. Eventually, the bear decides to wander off and gets off of the table. Put his bear. The bear put its paws on the front table at the wedding reception, uh, and uh, knocked over a few chairs uh, as it left. 
Uh, the video went viral, and in a follow-up video, Disa explains that the baby bear had been spotted near the area of the reception earlier in the weekend. Free morning, morning. As most of the guests were aware that wildlife was in the area, they were able to remain calm when the bear showed up at the reception. I didn't even know that uh, bears were in, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, all, neither so. did I. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> it showed up at the wedding and hung out. <laughs> had a good time. Uh, a man in the city of Blue Ash, Ohio, reportedly took drastic measures after becoming frustrated with his son's guitar playing. Oh, 79-year-old Fred Hensley Sr. has been charged with felonious assault and domestic violence after allegedly shooting his adult son, 50-year-old oh Fred Hensley Jr. Uh, I the... gave my love a cherry. <laughs> yes. uh, the former had become angry because his son... Sorry. Had been playing the guitar for too long. Uh, the weapon used in the uh, shooting was a thirty-eight. God! Hensley Sr. reportedly told authorities that in uh, the alleged shooting, he had been aiming to hit his son's guitar, not uh, his actual body. Well, when you're holding the guitar, you're holding it waist. Your waist. Yeah, nonetheless, Hensley Jr. is said to have been shot in the side of his stomach. Now, after the alleged shooting... The father reportedly called the authorities. However, while first responders were making their way to the scene, the father-son conflict reportedly escalated as they waited. Hensley Jr. assaulted his father, and the two proceeded to fight. So the dude who was shot yeah. starts beating up the dad. Exactly. Uh, when police found the duo, not only was the younger, younger Hensley wounded... Uh, his father had also sustained facial injuries in the reported scuffle. However, police reported that uh, Hensley Jr. said that he didn't remember hitting or assaulting his dad. At the scene, officers found the gun and a spent shell casing. Additionally, they located the guitar, which had apparent bullet holes in it. Uh, the son was taken to receive medical attention for the gunshot wound. He does not face any criminal charges for his role in the alleged incident. Hensley Sr. was also brought to the hospital for his facial injuries, but was soon taken to the county justice center Jeez. on assault charges. Yeah, I was, I was aiming for the guitar. All right, one last story, uh, and this is a follow-up. Felony theft charges against a homeless Pennsylvania man who un underpaid for a bottle of Mountain Dew by 43 cents have been dropped. Ah, uh, thankfully. Yeah, prosecutors in Perry County dropped the charges after uh, against Joseph Sobolewski, and downgraded another charge. So he had reportedly went into an Exxon. I'd report on this a couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. He saw a sign advertising two 20-ounce Mountain Dew bottles for $3. He took one bottle, slapped $2 on the counter for what he thought was a $1.50 soda, and then he walked out, not realizing the discount did not apply to a single bottle. The bottle cost $2.29, including tax. He owned the store $0.43. Cents. The store employee told Sob Sobolevsky uh, that he had not paid the full value of the soda, but he drove away. She then called state police, who found and arrested him on a felony charge. A judge ordered him on a $50,000 cash-only bond. Uh, he was held for seven days before his public defender successfully argued for his release. Uh, Sob uh, Sobliavsky had started a GoFundMe campaign to raise funds to fight for the legal charges. He said, my wife and I are currently homeless. My wife is a diabetic. Uh, I take any and all odd jobs that come my way. Uh, but I'm overwhelmed at the support that I've received from so many from all over the country. Uh, he had twice in the past uh, 10 years been charged with theft, once for not paying for a tank of gas and another time for stealing $39.99 pair of shoes from a Kmart. So uh, low-level stuff. And under Pennsylvania's three strikes law, yeah. a third theft charge must be a felony regardless of the amount of the value involved. Uh, he sense? faced up to seven years in jail wow. for that. Wow. But his lawyer pled the case, 
got him off, so I think that's uh, fair. Well, he put down money. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was trying. He just, he thought he was paying actually more yeah. than, it, than it was going to cost. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We will be back in a second. Don't forget, we have a secret text word. The uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone digital celebrate the 20th anniversary of the film, but uh, text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay down. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, I'm Sean McDonald from Newman University, and I'm proud to be a supporter of the Camp Out for Hunger. Over the last six years, my students and I move our television and video production operation down to Camp Out for the week and stream and capture every moment of the Preston and Steve show. Camp Out gives Newman students hands-on experience in the Philadelphia broadcast world, while also highlighting the importance of ending hunger in the Delaware Valley. In addition to our communication and digital media major, Newman offers innovative undergrad programs like our Bachelor's in Cybersecurity or our Bachelor's in Nursing. We also offer degree completion programs and grad programs like our new Master's in Forensic Psychology. To learn more about Newman and our partnership with WMMR, be sure to visit newman.edu. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Um, so uh, we're traveling uh, today, some of us are, and uh, getting ready for this Hall of Fame thing happening in Chicago. Uh, and Nick said he has... A traveling story to share, I think. Well, I'm an idiot, and so I'm mad at myself, and and it's a mistake that I made. Um, I don't wait until the last minute to pack, but uh, I probably waited a little too long to secure one particular item. And I own a tuxedo, and I haven't worn said said tuxedo for a number of years. Uh, I put it on yesterday. I was like, man, it fits great. Shirt fits great. Everything's clean. Everything looks good. And I have, I own two different vests. I also own a cummerbund and uh, ties to go with the, the tux. I'm like, yeah, this is uh, it's coming together kind of nice. I'm pretty proud of how this is going to shape up. And I saved, I put the two tuxes out so when my girlfriend got home last night, she could help me pick which one she liked. Right. No, the two uh, two vests. I'm sorry, two vests. Yes, yeah, I, right. I, uh, I said tuxedos. Two vests. So uh, I put on the, the shirt. I put I'm on the vest. I'm his girlfriend, by the way, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to yeah. get home. Kathy's yeah. my, uh, my uh, fashion <laughs> consultant. So I put on the shirt, put on the vests, and uh, then put on the jacket. And my girlfriend is, uh, is checking. Now she's like, you know, I think I like the gray vest better. And then she goes and she's like, stand in the better uh, better light, walks around me, and she's like, oh my god. And I'm like, what? And she goes, there are holes all over your tuxedo jacket. <laughs> Moths? Moth holes? No, oh my wow. god! Really? I hadn't stored it properly, and um, I I don't think I've worn it since I moved, which was nearly four years ago. And even when I moved, <laughs> the last time I wore a tux, I rented from our friends at Akabuchi. I did that gala uh, for LLS last year. That was February. And so I, I look at the jacket. And I'm like, is this fixable? I, what do I even do at this point? And then magic then, marker. <laughs> dude, magic yeah. marker. Sure. White shirt. Nail yeah. polish. What time was this last night, by the way? Oh, 8.30, Casey. Oh, yes. Can I, can I step in here with some, some comfort and solace? Yes. The exact same thing happened to me. Are you serious? So I bought, I had a tuxedo yeah. years ago, and I thought I stored it properly. It wasn't riddled. But it was effed up. Is there anything that can be done? I read for my kabuki. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. So, so I, you know, moths are something I've never no. consider. 
ever in yeah. my life. I, in fact, I was there, you know, mothballs. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was just a... Grandma does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a myth or something like exactly. that. Although I remember a joke when I was a kid, what do you see when you look between the moth's legs? Mothballs. Waka, waka, waka. But, uh, no. And and that I thought that that problem had been eradicated. Yeah, yeah. thanks to a space-age polymer. Yeah. yeah. So I own a, a, dark, ah. a dark suit, and uh, I'm like, well, all right, I don't have a tux. It's too late to rent. I'll, I'll put on the dark suit. That jacket had also been chewed. Oh, so man! So I'm like, I don't, so I'm scrambling. Casey, thankfully, recommended maybe contacting Steve over at Akabuchi. Steve is now scrambling because the last time I wore a tux, I did rent one, and possibly we'll be able to get one before the end of the show today and before the flight out of there. Otherwise, I'm either going to have to rent one in Chicago oh, or, or buy a new suit in Chicago. I don't, and maybe well, maybe I end up not wearing a tux. Who knows? Tuxedo is optional, yeah. but yeah, black tie exactly. is optional. But they yeah. just said either black tie well, or. Um, of tube top. Right. <laughs> a tuxedo t-shirt. Of the Lord jumpsuit. Uh, maybe, yeah. yes. Oh, those God. are comfortable. I own a really nice blue suit, and I'm looking at that last night. I'm like, you know, like a dark blue navy Wait, suit or why whatever. why didn't you just bring that? I have it. I brought it. That's oh, like the emergency right. backup or whatever. But I felt like since it's black tie okay. optional, yeah. do I do I wear the no, you'll be okay. The they're not going to not going not to no. not let you in. You'll no. be you'll be fine. No, no, no. Right, and yeah. also, you're going to be completely fine. I guarantee you the people the majority of the people there are not in Well, that has yeah, I agree. right. And they're probably not even going to look at me at all. It's like, you know, no. when people go to a wedding, nobody really looks at what anybody else is wearing. They're looking at the bride and the groom. But besides I, technically you're a, a recipient, so you don't have to worry. Right, yes. Yeah. I just I felt like such a boob and I'd never ever encountered moths actually being an issue on jackets. But, yeah, like, it's, I guess, essentially, the tux is ruined at this point. Wow. No, it is ruined. If there's holes in it, definitely right. I mean, definitely you can't repair, repair it. You can't oh, send man. it to a tailor or anything. Uh, I, I don't nice. think so. Like, so. So can I ask a question? Where, uh, is this in your closet? Just your regular yeah. closet? Yeah, I mean, when I... Dig it in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's uh, like, a closet where I keep my suits. And it was <sighs> hanging in there. But I had just I hadn't, I haven't moved it. I haven't tried it on. And I'm looking... And when I tried it on yesterday... I, I just tried it on to see if it fit well. Did you store your wedding dress the same way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, you know? I, have, I have a question about moths and, and doing this. So, uh, I mean, look, uh, did you see any dead moths around? No. I mean, are like, doesn't it take a whole lot of moths to do damage like that? Or can one moth really tear through a... Uh, you know like, what's going to happen? Maybe caught in there. It can. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing. But you know what I mean? Like, if it, if it got caught in whatever case it was in, it maybe. could yeah. chew multiple holes in the fabric. And well, are they... Are they Eating it? Yes. They, they swallow that? I mean, that's that's part of that's their... That's my understanding. Uh, and then know. what happens is eventually there, Nick, you'll be at some event and your back will burst open. Oh, right, and yes. moths will come flying there was, out. There was a part where there was... Um, it was on the left sleeve. It, was, it happened on the back of the left sleeve, on the back of the right sleeve, and one hole in the back of the jacket itself. And I, on the one on the left sleeve... It was not chewed all the way through, but it was chewed down to the lining. Well, look at this. Here it is. Here's the information. <laughs> clothes, uh, clothes moths or pests can destroy fabric and other materials. They feed exclusively on animal fibers, especially wool, fur, silk, feathers, felt, and leather. And these materials contain keratin, a fibrous protein that worm-like larva of the... Uh, uh, of the clothes moth can digest. So is it one? Uh, do you need? Can one moth do that, or do you need a whole? That's lot what of I'm moths? wondering. Like you would think it'd be a family of moths. <laughs> oh, a whole lot of moths. We were going for a for a bit on the title of whole lot of love. I gotcha. Well, you said uh, it first, Marissa. All right, I'm very interested because I just found out recently that my apartment has them too. Are you uh-huh. serious? I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't know they live in the city. Yeah, you should probably get a cat. Right. Seems like a country city thing, moth, right? Right. Yeah. But they're not the normal moths. Like, what? A normal moth is the size of, like, a nickel, a quarter. Okay. The ones in my place are, like, 
barely the size of your oh, fingernail. Oh, I know what those are. Well, so I looked it up, and is it like a food mug? Yeah. Or oh my God, Marissa, I have the I've worst never heard of this one story. Oh God, ever about these things? I, you guys know, I mean, how I am in sure. general about bugs and you love things. Yeah. So, Marissa, <laughs> these things are they in like your um, like your pantry or like a bread drawer or something? Well, so you've been in my house. I don't have much yeah. of like a pantry. It's just like a kind of an open kitchen. And I looked it up online, and I like took all the food and like put it in the freezer to like. I mean, I, I, you I have actually, to literally like throw like if you have like cereal and stuff yes. like that, throw it out because they're in there. Everything that was open, I threw out. But like, I find them like in my bathroom. Like maybe they're like. Uh, I mean, again, it's not a big place, so they're just I know this, around. But like, they're near like the shower and the lights. It's an eye opener for you, right? Because you figure so, you figure this was something that had long ago been eradicated. Yeah. Like mm. maybe it was something that that people who usually on a daily basis used a butter churn would have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, I think of it like Steve from like a really old like yeah. cartoon. Like a joke might be that they take right. out you know uh, the the jacket and it's full of holes from the moths. <laughs> knock, I'm like knock right. Yeah, who's there? Hmm. Clothing moths. Clothing. Waka waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So Kathy, is there something more I need to do with this? Well, things? no. What I was my story was um, I had to, so um, when Dennis's stepmother was she was dying of breast cancer, and at the time I was remember it was right before I started working with you guys, mm-hmm. and you were like, "What happened to her?" Like she stopped contacting us. So I was helping oh. his stepmother. Um, she was at home. She didn't like to be home by herself. A nurse would come in and out, and I would go and sit with her until the nurse would get there. So um, uh, Dennis's dad says to me, um, "Could you like?" help just just help around the house like she's she usually cleans and straightens and all that and like i'm going out of my mouth so i he's, he's like can you do the pantry for us i was like no problem he's like just throw out whatever's old in there like you know we just kind of need to clean up i went into the pantry i don't think that anybody had ever like had opened it in in months and yeah. these moths were everywhere oh like dead or flying no, around flying around no like kidding. i was taking cereal boxes out and oh they were man. filled filled in the cereal boxes oh of my these God. bugs I, I remember calling dennis and i go listen I, I can do anything, but like to help with, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I cannot. I'm not familiar. Do I would this. do anything for love. Wait, yeah. so but I, I can't do that. No, no, I can't. So I didn't do it. And he ended up having to go over after work because I didn't want his dad yeah. to come home and me be like, sorry, I couldn't do it. And so he had to come over after work and do it because I was like, there's no way I can do it. Just completely infested? Yeah. Infested yeah. in wow. every you- cereal box, in like, it was in like weird things. Like, I don't even know how it got into like these like jar things. Well, they let me had ask in there. you. It was mm-hmm. awful. Nick, would you still eat the cereal regardless? <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> what kind of cereal? A lot of protein in the moss yeah. as well. Kath, your best bet with a situation like that is to call the fire department because you're going to set your house on fire yeah. and burn it down <laughs> to the ground. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just calling you ahead of time. There's going to be an emergency here in a little while. Uh, I'm going to go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Sarah? Hello? Yeah, yeah. you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. So, hi. I tons of experience with, with the moths that everybody's talking about. So, Kathy, the moths in the pantry, they're considered, like, pantry moths, and they mostly focus on, like, eating cardboard. Nick, uh. the holes in your clothes, and, and Marissa, um, they're clothing moths, and, yes, they are attracted to animal fibers, animal mm. hair, but also, like, the sweat and the salt from our body. Mm, and yeah. the <laughs> and the misconception is that it's actually the moths themselves eating. That's actually not what's happening. It's actually the larva that the female males. Are oh, eating. even better! Oh, oh my god! god. Oh, so it's eggs. Even better. So Ugh. if you have a t- 
high end. The telltale signs are they usually just make these perfectly round holes in your clothing. Yeah. And, and Nick, like you said, they do kind of just eat their way through the fibers. And yeah. it's not like a hole like someone punctured or you rip something and it goes all the way through. They just kind of eat layers and layers of the clothing. Now, Marissa, if your apartment has them, or if your whole building has them, most likely what they're doing is they like to stay in warm places. And there's a product that I recommend, and it's unbelievable. And uh, Preston, I found it on one of the, like, BuzzFeed lists. Okay, you know, like sure. Those, like those products that say, oh, these are amazing. Yeah. Um, it's called Dr. Killington. <laughs> And it's a moth trap, but Kathy, don't worry. There's no scent to it. <laughs> it's not. It's not moth balls. They work with their pheromones, and what they do is they attract the male moths, and so they cannot impregnate the female moths. And they attract. I, they attract male moths who cannot impregnate the. Uh... So the male so the male moths were are attracted to this pheromone that's in the product. And All they right. just flock to this little like sticky triangle paper. Hey, it's, ladies. Un- it's unbelievable how many that you don't even know are there. And well, they kill it and I just change it out every three months, but again. All right, sir, quick question. You, you you mentioned it quickly. What is the name of the product? Dr. Killington. Dr. Kellington's uh, ma- magic elixir. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but it works. Okay. Sarah, why do you know so much about moths? Yeah. Because my previous apartment was infested with them, and I couldn't understand. Again, Nick, I, I had holes in my clothes that I didn't. I didn't understand where they were coming from. Were they and Were they ruined? Were they fixable at all? Not. I mean, not really. I mean, so you're. There's so many different. There's so many different sayings out there. So basically, here's what you have to do. To kill any forms of larvae, you have to clean oh, out your lint trap of your of your um, dryer. I mean, like, too much. Really, really, really deep clean it out there. And that kind of is... Moving hard. would be easier. Yeah, moving, burning your clothes and moving are going to be a lot <laughs> Okay. Better. I mean, because... It sounds like when you get lice. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's, it, it suddenly becomes your occupation. Uh-huh. Can you bomb the house? I mean, with, you know, fumigate? You could. That, that, those are all valid options. But if, like, for instance, like Marissa, if they're living in the building, then the most likely what they're doing is they're um, living in the basement where everything is warm and, like, you know, by water heaters, and that's where they're breeding. And a lot of um, a lot of apartments have their uh, washing machine washing machines down in basements and things, and they're just living. They're just living and breeding in there. Marissa looks psyched. All right. Well, it's a lot. Whatever it is, it's extensive. So to the general point, it sounds like, Sarah, that you're saying. What you have to basically do is. No. um, Nick, here's what you do. Just wash all your clothes and everything. I mean, I've had to wash everything. I felt like Kathy at one point. Everything, clothes. Everything was washed. Then you have to put it on the highest heat to really kill the larvae that's in your clothes, oh. and then purchase those um, Dr. Killington moth traps. 
right. they're in the kitchen, then pantry malls are different than clothes um, malls. My head is spinning, Sarah. Well, it's my head is it's spinning. It's fairly easy. I mean, no, not, it's not. not easy. It's a lot of work, but what she's saying to do is simple. It, it's, it, well, it sounds more it's difficult. Think visit Dr. Goodwill, bring your entire wardrobe <laughs> over there. Yeah. Thank you. Then visit Dr. Uh, clothes store and yeah. get a new wardrobe. Thanks for all the information, though, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. No problem. She knows her stuff, right, though. Take care, Sarah. I didn't realize you. they were Jesus so invasive. All right. We'll see. I love her, by the way. She was addressing each one of us. Every yeah. one of the problems. Sure she knew, problem she knew exactly. She knew it all. Um, Nick, this text you have, it's in conjunction with this call I want to go okay. to real quick. So let me go to the call first. I have uh, Vanessa who is on the line. Hey, Vanessa, good morning. Good morning, President Steve. How are you guys? We're doing well. Great. Thank you, Vanessa. What's happening? So uh, when we were cleaning out my grandma's house after she moved to the old folks' home, uh, I found this cedar closet in her basement. And there were clothes in there. They must have been, uh, like, 50 years old. There was no holes in them, nothing. I was real confused about it. This is actually the first time I heard anyone have this issue in my life. And, yeah, so you could build a cedar closet. I have a cedar closet. So, oh, well, I, maybe I, you should have had that so, in there. You well, know? No. the text that we got was saying put cedar chips in there because yeah. they don't like the smell. Well, so, I have yeah. to say, it smells so bad. What do you do? Take it to the laundromat? I'm not sure, but you definitely don't have holes in them. Those oh, I no like the smell of cedar. Right? I do, too. Like, yeah. I love that smell. Yeah, I would Great prefer cedar to, to mothballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The smell. Yeah. All right, thank you, Vanessa. Appreciate cedar, it. Cedar, huh? Um, yeah. I, I'll see you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You know, the, when I had that tuxedo issue, my tuxedo issue was, was what, 20-plus years ago when I got married, yeah. and it, it happened fairly quickly. I never had an issue with that sense. So I, I was like you, Preston. I figured, okay, Whatever they're doing now, they've eradicated that. For yeah. Whatever, whatever monofilament or whatever they're using, yeah. it's not attractive to the moths. And here we are with a moth disaster. Yeah, I have a cedar closet that's just what I inherited. That's you know, I didn't install it myself, and I had no idea why there was a cedar closet. But now I do. And where do you keep it? Uh, the, my the, cedar closet. Yeah, in my bedroom. Okay. No, I mean it's no, it's, that, the, it's that's it's what built my, that way. my my. My I, closet is lined with cedar. I misunderstood. I lights. thought it was like a separate armoire. It's a safe closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, hang on a second. We're going to Nikki because he's got some info. Uh, hi, Nikki. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, buddy. Hey, guys. Good morning, bitches. How you doing? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> good, bitch. What's <laughs> up? The last couple of calls just burnt the house down. Man, my story's irrelevant now. <laughs> no, that's <Okay>. all right. <laughs> the, uh, the screws in the, the, the flies in the kitchen are drain flies. Uh, uh, drain flies. Vinegar usually works. Okay. Keep them out of the drain. You clean your drain out. A lot of the, a lot of them, they look like little moths. They're in the kitchen. They're, they're drain flies. They look like moths. But for the rest of the, the rest of the house, burn it the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> burn it the hell down. I, hang, hang on a second, Nikki. Nikki. So the, the drain moths, which I've never heard that term no, before, neither, right. are they the drain same? Flies. Are they the same thing that uh, Kathy was talking about? The pantry moths. Yeah, yeah, they look like little moths in the pantry. They come up out of the drain. Apple cider vinegar, you clean your drain out. Put a little, like, ammonia or something in your drain. Clean the drain out every now and then. Or if you get, like, if you don't have a stopper in your sink, they'll come up out of the sink. They, they come from the sewer. They're called drain flies. They'll live, they'll live down in the drain? Yeah, they come up out of the drain, out of the trap. They come through the trap. Okay. All right, fellas, let's go. Wow. Uh, you know what I have, Nikki? You have to hear them stories. Just burn the house down. <laughs> I like the way Nikki's talking. I have a device at Thanks, home that Nikki. is actually pressed and has a blue light on top. It draws in those, like, fruit flies and things, yeah. and they fly in and they get caught. Does it work? It does work. It okay. works very well. It has a sticky bottom to it, and okay. so they'll, they'll the, and there's a fan that pushes them down. When we get that, I know people call them fruit flies, but yeah. I think they're, they're called something else. But the, the home remedy I use is you, you take a... Um, 
uh, you take a, a, a fairly short glass, like a rocks glass or something like that. I use a wine glass. Um, and you pour you either wine or bourbon or yeah. maybe apple cider vinegar in there, just yep. like maybe an inch or so. And then you take uh, some uh, uh, saran wrap, put it over the top, right. and just poke a hole with your finger in it. And they go in. They go in, and hmm. then they, they can't, for whatever reason, they can't fly back out of there. And you'll just have a whole bunch of them floating in the water. Um, so I do very similar to you, Preston, but I use, like, remember the old school, instead of the, the Ziploc, like just the baggie that didn't have yeah. the zip on it. It's like a sandwich baggie. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, I'll cut the corner of it, and I push it downward so they can fly down into it, but then they get confused, and they can't come back up. Right. There's still one question pending, though. Can the holes in Nick's tuxedo be adequately repaired? Yeah, no. I, I think people, most people are I saying no, it. that it's like a, if you got a cigarette burn in your in your jacket or whatever. Yeah, you I mean, you can sew that up. Exactly. Why don't you put some Pearl Jam look- patches over? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you could do a tuxedo. Yes, velour tuxedo. A patchedo. I I think you're going to be all right without a tux. If for some reason you can't get it, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's formal, but it's not like it's. We're not we're not on the you know on the Titanic. I washed dinner with Preston. Is exactly right. I washed a couple of uh, of of other uh, ceremonies, and it's a little bit. It's not the Oscars. I just was looking at the different suits last night, and and I really felt. Excited about putting yeah. my tux on, going to the ceremony, and now that's not going to happen. Oh, and it even it even breathes better than right? I remember. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel less constricted in this thing. In fact, I'd even say my back is cool. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I believe this is our buddy Tucker. Hey, Tucker, you're on the line. Hey, Preston. Hey, bud. How you doing? Two thousand, not ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way. Uh-huh. My entire family let me have it yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, uh, my daughter's like, hey, Parker, did you hear? You hear what Dad said on the radio today? Oh, my God. I just left the room. Why did you guys stop listening? What's up, Tucker? I had Moss eat my Persian rug. Oh, wow. I was vacuuming, and it sucked up a whole round section right up off the rug. Oh, as you were vacuuming, it, it took up an entire section because that part had just been ripped apart by yes. moths. That's effed it up. the roots of it, the base of the rug. Oh, man. $3,000 rug, history. <laughs> Little bastard. So how'd you get rid of them? Um, I threw out the rug and uh, vacuumed. Burned down the house. Um, Burned down the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't think about that. Rugs, yeah, I guess so. I guess there must be keratin in there, too. Well, the- all right, thanks, Tucker. We have different types of insects that, that eat traditionally non, you know, what we consider food items, uh, clothing and cardboard. That's like uh, yeah. Michael Jackson's mother. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Jackson. Catherine Jackson. Uh, I'm going to go to Kevin, who worked for Terminix. Uh, hi, Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. Hey, so you're an exterminator or were an exterminator, right? Yes, sir. 17 years. Okay, and so uh, about what we were talking about, what are what are some of the things you can uh, kind of lay out for us? If you want to Google Indian meal moss, I don't. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see that they're the size of like a mosquito, but they're multicolored, light brown. Okay, for in the pantry, <sighs> and the best thing for that is is to throw everything that was open out. Wipe down the area with a mixture of like 50 50 bleach and water. Okay. And then set off flea foggers. Flea foggers. Holy Christ. Come on. Why did you, better, maybe you can verify this, Kevin. What if Nick were to blow out the pilot light on a stove? (laughs) (laughs) Turn it on and then throw a flare through an open window. 
<laughs> well, that would that would work too. Yeah, okay. it would. Yeah. Technically, yes. it would work, would it not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, God. I was getting to that. I was. That's what I was getting to about okay. how the flames going. Whether it's your hot water heater, mm. whether it's uh, yeah. gas stove. Preston has reported on. There have been stories in the bizarre file. You're exactly right uh, with that, Kevin. Where people have. Oh, we got all the bases covered, and they forgot like the the light in their water oh, yeah. heater. Hey, yeah, yeah. Kevin, are um, silverfish a problem when it comes to this type of thing as well? Some people are texting in saying that the silverfish can also get into clothes. Oh, silverfish can, but predominantly they're usually in like a oh, yeah. warmer heated area, disgusting, or up in an attic space. But will they will they attack clothing? They uh, yes, they'll attack mailmen. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the silverfish is a sign on the front yard. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kevin. We appreciate it, man. Have you guys ever set off one of those foggers in your house? I, we, Preston, we've always had pets. Okay. Always had a lot of All pets. Right. And the and, and the and to me that would forget it. It sucks. It and, sucks. And you have to do that because you've got to. You have to take everything. It's it's the. It's this close to having to move. You did it for the lice. Um, did you not? No, not no, no. the lice. Well, what did you do we it had for? to do it another time. I don't remember okay. if it was fleas. If it was ants or fleas or something. We yeah. did it a long time ago. I don't remember exactly what, but I just remember the act of having to clear all that crap out and then setting that off and then cleaning everything up yeah. afterwards. It was just a chore. We did it as uh, when I was a kid and uh, we got a hotel room for like two nights because basically yeah. you're just poisoning your entire house for an extended period of and time. And you've seen the, pr- the pros will do it. They'll literally put a, a yeah. tent enclosure well, over the house. That's what gonna, I was going to ask because, you know, in, in Breaking Bad, right. they, that was a cover yeah. for them to, uh, to to be creating meth Make in the meth. houses. And I was curious if they really do do that. Do they do they tent an entire I've, home? I've seen homes tented no. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen. I saw a home. Oh. I, I drove by it and I was like, what is that? Why is that tent over the entire house? And uh, sure enough, that's what they were doing. Was it, it, was it for termites? Do you know? Because they'll, they'll uh, sometimes you know do what? that. Yeah. Sometimes houses just like to go camping, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it was, you could, and you could see like all the kids' toys were like still outside in the yard, and uh. they just had, it was, it was a two story house, and they had this giant thing over Jeez. it. It was, yeah, I was like, oh God, let's stay away from Let there. me ask you, Preston, after it was all done, was there, was there a, a like a, a film or a residue on everything? I don't remember seeing okay. anything. Um, I just know uh, I was almost like Kathy then. Yeah. I felt like there was poison all over yeah, the place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just hesitant to do anything to eat anything. I can't imagine what you have to go through if you're going to get your entire house bombed. Do you have to move everything out of the house? I would. You, you know, know what I'd do? I would do on a. I'd be like SEAL Team Six and try to get it at, at flashpoints wherever there's a flare. I, to me, the notion. Now we have we have an, a, a service that comes, an extermination service. Yeah. And and uh, you know they 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 do the stuff and they check for everything and they try to nip it in the bud as they say, Preston. But we have. Believe it or not, we have never had an issue that was like that, where you had to terminate uh, the termites or any sort of really, really prolific bug. Yeah, texts that are coming in, uh, like here's one that says, tending an entire house is what you have to do for termites. That uh, sucks. It says, if you go down like to Louisiana, where termites are very Vaders. prevalent, you will see it there a lot. So I think it's a it's a pretty regular thing for uh, certain well, regions. Kind of does look like the circus is coming to town, though. It does, you know, like yeah. there's something festive about it. If right. you could just stand up front Ooh. and juggle for a little <laughs> yeah. bit, you yeah. could probably cover the cost of your right <laughs> exterminator. And, all right, well, uh, Nick's got moths, yeah, right uh, here in River City, woo-hoo. yeah, and uh, he he might or might not be wearing a tuxedo for a big black tie event. Looking like not in Chicago this week. <laughs> you will but, still look fine. And Preston is right; it, it, it gave the option. 
black tie optional. My yeah. tie will be black. Uh, that's go. all you need. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. I went to a wedding that was uh, recently, said black tie. I had a tuxedo. I was one of three right. people that had a tuxedo. That Everyone makes else me feel better. All right. Well, listen, thanks for your calls and people that are on hold. I apologize we didn't get to you, but uh, we have a guest who is on the line. This is really cool. So, uh, Rain, tribute to the Beatles. You guys have heard of the, uh, the show before. It's, it's, uh, it's so well uh, uh, respected and, and people have been enjoying for years. going to be at the Miriam Theater this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The guy playing John is from the area. He is from Lansdale. It's awesome. And we thought it would be really cool to get him on to see how he feels about coming back and playing in the Philly area, especially at the Miriam, which is such yeah, a great yeah. theater. Uh, so please welcome Steve Landis yeah. to the show. Steve, good morning. Hey, Good to good to see you guys. How you doing? We're doing great, man. Uh, listen, uh, f- first off, uh, you you grew up in Lansdale. Did I, did I get that correct? Yeah, yeah. And you know, Lansdale's Lansdale's Lansdale is considered the Liverpool of Pennsylvania. Oh, so, wow. in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, when I finally went to Liverpool, it really felt like going home. You know, <laughs> the architecture, the, nice. the building, it had to. You know, yeah. How long have you? Uh, how long have you been with uh, the uh, the group Rain? Oh boy, I joined in '98, so wow. I think it's like nearly half my life. Oh at this my point. god, I didn't know you've been doing it that long. That's fantastic, man. That's excellent. So when you uh, when you were growing up and and uh, you know learning to play your instrument and and uh, you know learning that you had a voice and so on, were the Beatles something that you did gravitate towards uh, naturally? <laughs> Beatles have literally always been a part of my life. My parents were fans back in the day, and I have older sisters that were fans uh, from back in the day when they were little, little kids. So um, there was enough of a gap by the time I came along, like a dozen years later, I, you know, just knew about them. It was like Sesame Street, Dr. Seuss, and the Beatles. So they've always been there. That's cool. And then when when did you realize that uh, you kind of had that, that flavor that uh, that John has in his voice and in, in his performances. Um, I think it was as I started to get older and started to want to play music, guitar, and everything, and wanted to sing. My voice just kind of naturally had his timber. It and does full range, which was nice because I was also, as I was getting older, sort of realizing who he was, what he mattered to, to the world, uh, the peace and love, and all that sort of stuff. So it all kind of gelled. That's awesome. Listen, there are there are loads of different things that people can do in the music industry. You know, you can be a singer, songwriter, performer. You can write your own songs. You can be a Broadway performer. You can you can uh, sing on stage. You can sing jingles. You can do all these different kinds of things. You're portraying someone, and you're doing it. Um, uh, you've been doing it for a long time now. It's a part of what you do. Um, is there? Um, how do you separate that from from who? You are as your own vocalist, as a singer. Does, do you feel kind of... I, I don't want to put a negative on that. I'm not trying to do that in any way, shape, or form. But is it... Um, do you find pride in it? Do you wish you could be more in, um, uh, in your own creative world? Or is this just cool for you to be able to do this for a living? Um, it's, kind of, it's like being an actor. You know, um, I'm portraying a character. So in that sense, um, I'm just like any other Broadway performer that's uh, portraying a role. It just, in this case happens to be a uh, musical to the point where I have to, you know, my, part of my job is to sound and look just just like them. Um, it's it's a, an iconic character, and it's it's somebody who I, you know, love and, and have this passion of, of really um, trying to bring this, this uh, larger-than-life character 
that is uh, loved the world around, um, try to bring him to life every night. So, um, you know, I, I, I do, you know, other kind of music when I'm, when I'm not doing this, this gig, but this is a, a passion for all of us to, to, um, listen to the records and, uh, and try to replicate them on stage and, um, for two and a half hours be, the Beatles for for you know like minded people in the audience. Sure, I assume you've seen the movie yesterday, right? The Danny Boyle uh, film. I really liked that. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. And in a way, you're providing that service because you know there are the people at the end who he, you know, he feels he's going to be discovered, and they're like, "Well, thank you for 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 keeping this yeah. going." I, I, you know, that that is something cool. Over, I had no idea you were doing it, Preston. Both I, we were shocked that you've been doing it for so long. In that time frame, you've had to have encountered. Or maybe you haven't, but has, has a Beatle or a Beatle-adjacent entity come to see the show? We've met a lot of the Beatle people, uh, uh, you know, everyone around them. Um, you know, and we've invited them. We've invited uh, Paul and Ringo to the show. Um, apparently, we got word back from, from Paul that um, he knows what we do, he respects what we do, but it's just too personal oh. for him in the audience, which I can certainly understand. I mean, for for all of us, they're, you know, icons. For him, it's his, you know, schoolmates that, you know, got to do this incredible journey together. So I can understand that. But, oh, yeah, we've met, like, you know, Frida Kelly, their their secretary. We met uh, Sid Bernstein, who um, we we brought one of the times we were playing in Philly down from New York. He um, he's the guy that took him to Shea Stadium. Yeah. And the cool thing for me is everybody I've met along the way has always said that they were good people, that they were um, they were not affected by their fame and riches. And that's really nice to hear as a fan that that, that you know. That at the end of the day, these were good people that that were paying tribute to. So that's that's yes. kind of a relief. Well, I love what you do because uh, Stevie knows. As a kid, um, I was in fifth grade, and I consider the first concert I ever went to. My mom took me uh, to it. Was a, a touring show called Beatlemania, and I was blown away. I would never be able to see the Fab Four. It was just not going to happen. No. This is the closest I... I would ever get to it. And to me, it felt like the real thing, at least close enough that I could possibly get. So what I think you're doing is a wonderful thing, especially for uh, fans are of the age that they never got to see any of the Beatles live, um, especially yep. a as a group. So uh, it's important. I don't know if, if, if you ever saw any other... Uh, Beatle tribute shows before you uh, became a part of Rain or not, or if the, if you did, did you? I saw Beatlemania uh, ah. that same. I think it was at the Schubert Theater in yes, Philly for ye well uh, for years. Yeah, yeah. I was a little little kid, and uh, you know, I was singing and, and playing music. I was doing a lot of like talent shows, you know, in uh, Atlantic City and uh, all through West Philly. And I thought, wow, you know, to get to incorporate singing and performing on stage but pretending to be the Beatles. Now, how awesome is that? And, you know, it wasn't long after that that I auditioned for Beatlemania. I actually got into Beatlemania uh -huh. in the, uh, you know, at the end of its uh, touring production life. So that's kind of what led me to, to reign. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, era uh, within the show uh, to portray John in the, you know, that early 64 version or 66 when they started getting a little more experimental or towards the end, like 68, 69? Is there a favorite? 
Uh, for one thing, it's all great. But for me personally, I don't know, something about the early years, the energy, 1963, 64, the suits and the beetle boots and yeah. the, just the cool mod look and um, the energy to their music that, that you know, they they felt like they were going to take over the world and you could hear it in the music, you know, and, and that just, you know, sort of like, you know, sparks my, my, my interest every, every time. I agree. I went to see uh, Paul uh, in his last tour that came through Philadelphia a few years ago and he opened with eight days a week, which by the way, I didn't even realize. So halfway through the song, I'm like, wait, John sings lead on this. And Paul <laughs> yeah. singing it, but it didn't matter. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I got swept up in that early uh, you know, energy that they had at that that era of the band, and I almost started crying. It was so amazing. So, but I, uh, that's my favorite era too. You know? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. You know, not uh, not ashamed to say I've cried through many a Paul McCartney huh. concert. You know, because I mean, this music hits you in such a way that um, you don't even realize until you're seeing it performed live up on stage that it's like. Oh yeah, this this music matters to me. It does. What they're saying matters to me. I mean, hey Jude, take a sad song, make it better. Um, all you need is love. Give peace a chance. These are these are messages we need. I mean, now more than ever. But to see them uh, uh, performed live on stage, I mean, it's what he does. It's what we do. It's a celebration. And you know, to have audiences and like you said, multi generational now. We we see you know people that were around back in the day, and now they're bringing their kids, and now their kids are old enough to be bringing their kids, and they're all like swaying in time to the music, and the little kids know the words. I mean, it, it's just proof positive that the Beatles are going to last forever. You know, if by any chance Paul does come to see a show sometime. Just as uh, a joke, have him thrown out for being an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, it'd be. I, I'm sure he'd get a great laugh over Steve, that. I don't know if you if you remember this or not, but uh, you guys were actually here a few years ago, and you did a version yeah. of of uh, Here Comes the Sun. And the yeah. time of year that you were here, the way that it landed on me personally, I, it's a moment that I'll never forget because we were coming out of the winter. It had been a long, cold, lonely winter. And uh, you guys just summed it up so well. And I don't know if you did that song deliberately on that day because of it. We were, you know, getting into spring at that point. But uh, I want to thank you for making an impact on my life in a really positive way. Well, thank you. And again, you know, that's the power of the Beatles. I mean, there's a song for every every mood every time in our in our world you know it's just their 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 music is is magical to me excellent well listen uh enjoy the time in philly and while you're on tour you know back in home uh back in the home area say hi to the gang and uh rain attributed to the beatles is gonna be friday saturday and sunday at the miriam theater it's good to see you again steve thanks for coming on thanks guys Peace. we'll see you yeah. steve is guys uh, they were great when they were here. I had uh, forgotten that it was them. I, and yeah. I, I just uh, asked Casey, and I couldn't remember either. But, yeah, that, that, their performance when they were in studio it was, was awesome. really, really cool. I yep. think they should add to the show press in a point at which um, the uh, person playing Paul McCartney uh, has an interview with a very young radio personality. Named I think Kenny. that would be an That'd important. Be a, a very poignant, touching part of yeah. the stage show. Yeah. In the role of Kenny Knight. Oh, God. 
right, let's take a break. And as uh, we do so, I'm going to give away, what do I have here? What is this? I have a Blu-ray combo pack of the emotionally powerful suspense film, Stillwater. Uh, and uh, Matt Damon's in it. And uh, Tom McCarthy is the uh, director. Matt and, Damon. Uh, anyway, we'll take uh, three callers at 215-263-WMMR. We're going to give that to you. You can own it now in digital and Blu-ray, including all in new exclusive bonus content. We'll have more giveaways in a little bit uh, with our friends who are here with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, the Gridiron Pub in Aston. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger is coming soon. Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families struggling with food insecurity. With the Camp Out Business Challenge, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to get involved and make a difference. Donate the most food and the Preston and Steve show will be headed to your place of business and do their show live for your employees. Prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including a live Pierre Robert broadcast from your business and a $20,000 advertising campaign on MMR for your company. It's great team building for your staff and goes a long way to accomplish the Fill Abundance mission. Drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Go to WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge with 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Real quick, I want to hit a couple of short outs if you guys don't mind. I'm trying to get rid of these. We're a short work week this week with us uh, headed to Chicago, so I want to make sure I do that. This was from uh, Marlena Ivey. Uh, she says her this is for her boyfriend, Josh. They've been together for 12 years. Uh-huh. This Halloween, their first date was a Pearl Jam concert in 2009. Excellent. And it was our senior year of high school, and we've been together ever since. Oh, God, that's when uh, Nick's tuxedo had... Uh... <laughs> didn't have any holes in it. Uh, he's been there for me through thick and thin, so whenever you can please send a big, juicy, meaty, happy anniversary. Shout out to Joshua. That'd be great. Thanks, you guys, from Marlena. There's a shark. Uh, this one, I got... I, I'm sending a shout out to uh, Brittany... Because uh, she ordered a bottle of Blanton's oh. bourbon for me. And I said, you don't have to do that. She lives in Cleveland, actually. Yeah. She's wow. a podcaster. And uh, I said, no, look, you know, thank you. I appreciate it's that. Very it's wonderful. Sweet. You don't have to go to that much trouble. But I want to give some love to her and thank her. And she does a podcast called The Being Better with Brittany. Uh, podcast and it's just kind of some self help and help you out in your relationships nice. and yeah. stuff like that. So, Brittany, thank you. There's a shout out for you and thank you for listening in Cleveland. We appreciate it. And another one is, says, uh, Hey, this is for my girlfriend, Jen, longtime listener. Introduced me to your show when we met during the pandemic. We listen to the podcast every day. We always talk about what we heard on the show. She is my rock and never fails to make me smile. Her birthday is Monday, October 25th, so I missed it a couple of days ago. Uh, that, that's me saying that, not yes. him. Uh, and I know that it would make her day if you could give her a shout out. We listen to a podcast, uh, every podcast. So on or around the 25th, be amazing. That is from Kevin Coop. So there's a shout out. And you were on and around. You got it. Yep. Yeah, Made it in bad. the ballpark. I would like to reiterate. Uh, well, first I want to, yeah, let me read it. Reiterate, uh, reiterate the announcement made earlier this morning concerning the camp out for hunger. Next week, okay, so we're going to do something on one of the evenings. We wanted to do a nighttime thing that was special that we've never tried before. So we have an event that we are calling Food Trucks and Fireworks. Yeah. Two great tastes that taste great together. So we have lined up ten food trucks and a 
and an entire fireworks celebration display taking place from Celebration Fireworks, by the way. And, and there's activities and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, there's going to be the escape, escape room and, and uh, axe throwing. I think it's inflatable axe throwing. Yes. They won't let us do the real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, Bates Motel is involved in that. And uh, we have uh, our sponsor is Michelob Ultra. So this is going to be Thursday night, the 4th, next Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m., and Marissa lined up all these great food trucks. It's going to be hopefully a nice big crowd. Hopefully we get a good evening and then we get a celebration of fireworks. So it's going to start around 5. You want to get there early, get lined up, start getting your food. And then the fireworks display at the end at 8 o'clock and then we'll shut things down. I love but it. Hey, keep in mind, carnival rides and stuff there. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Skelly's is going to have their stuff as well. This is so important because we obviously, we had, we had, you know, we didn't know how things were going to play out. And we know that uh, last year was really clamped down. It was still the result was awesome. And we wanted to, you know, to get back closer to where we have been, but we had to do it the right way to have this thing that we've never tried before as a big event at night. Yep. As, as sort of the, the, uh, the piece de resistance of the whole thing is perfect. And we wanted to do something that was outside. Exactly. So accommodate a few more people. The inside, the broadcast area, it's going to be smaller this year. Fewer numbers, just staying safe. We're going to have masks required and that whole deal. Uh, so come by if you can. We're going to ask people to filter in and out. And, and, and we don't know how it's going to be. We don't know how many people are coming. We just have to get out there and do it and try it and see what happens. And if we need to move people in and out, we'll do that. If we don't, then everything will be fine. You know? Exactly so playing it. We're just trying it. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're improving. The one thing we just want to make sure is we don't get shut down for any reason. Or And we just want everybody to feel safe, yeah. too. So um, another cool aspect to this, and by the way, you can go to PrestonandSteve.com and check out all the uh, uh, food trucks that are going to be there. And we're going to you know keep hitting that information all next week. But also, the Fill a Trunk, trunk Campout Car Show is this weekend. Yes. Well. Yeah, huge. That is on Sunday. Uh, so this is going to be cool. Uh, third annual one that's taking place. It's a literal food drive. A little The Fill a Trunk Car Show, a literal food drive with over 20 area car clubs participating. Uh, it is organized and hosted by the Porsche Club of America. And uh, you can head out and see loads of different types of vehicles from exotics all the way down to, you know, just cool classic cars and just Anything that you can imagine are going to be there. So it's going to be, there's, it's, here's the deal. It says, gates open at 10. Spectators welcome to check out all the cars. Xfinity Live opens at 11 a.m. for lunch. Uh, three bands on stage, by the way. Food trucks and the Eagles game on the big screen at 1 o'clock. So that's this it's Sunday amazing. for you. And I know that is Halloween, yeah. but it's earlier in the day. It is. And by the way, so it's only been done this way once. Last year, they couldn't do it. They had to do it in a different way. The first year was so well done. And so uh, the crowd was managed really well. And it's it's like a, an ultimate car show with all sorts of things going on. Mm-hmm. And what they put together organically, by the way, by themselves, yep. is amazing. Yep. Well, Did you have plans on, on this break here, Preston? Uh, I'm just going to do like some junk drawer stuff. Okay. Why, you guys well, I just wanted to, you know, maybe highlight a few things that we are actually planning on doing that week as well. Because sure, one, one thing that is also coming back is the Papa Shot Championship. Yeah. So last year we did a virtual Papa Shot where the coaches actually filmed themselves without knowing the results from the other coaches. And they did uh, free throws and three points. Well, we're bringing the Papa Shot machine back into the tent. Uh, Coach Donahue from UPenn is going to uh, defend his title. And I, I, you know, wait, I have the, um, hang on a second. I have the uh, the trophy here, the McCandy Cup uh, official trophy. <laughs> and um, Steve Dunningham has won one, two, three, 
four times. Wow. He has won four times. He is the almost undisputed champion, but he's going to defend his title. And the other cool thing is that Mark Zumoff is coming out of retirement. Out yes. of retirement for this event. I'm so excited yes. that he's going to be there and calling it live. There's nobody better. And to have him, you know, he doesn't have to. No, he does not. Uh, but he's going to do it anyway. And and he was so quick to respond to the request. It was just awesome. He insisted that he do it. He did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when uh, when we had him on the show after he announced his retirement, he said to us, we didn't ask him. He said to us, I'm coming back for your Papa Shot I love championship. That. And so. it's so cool because he does such a good job. And uh, and I think we're going to meet his, his new counterpart, correct, Case? I hope so. Yeah. Kathy's working on Kate Scott. Yes. Also, with uh, Zumoff, he got to ring the bell at the Sixers game the other night, and the ovation that he got at the Sixers game was so well-deserved. And, you know, it, it just it was really cool to see Sixers fans cheer this guy who's done so much for the city and so much for the team over the years. That's and, awesome. And speaking of ring the bell, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but the Sixers are playing two home games uh, the, next week on Monday night and, and Wednesday night. The hope is that you guys will ring the bell at one of those games as That'd well. That'd be cool. Yeah. Quick question. We, we can we all get down or... there? Is, uh, is that something they would allow? Well, yeah. I mean, well... That's I right. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, for what? The ring of the bell? Yes, yeah. So I think there. we were all there. We were yeah. all there. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. We did it one time. I mean, that's, that's the way yeah. it should be. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, they max out at like two mallets, right? I think just one. So oh, I, yeah. I did the bell Let the drummer do it. Yeah. Uh, but anybody, you guys can. We just kind of stood by your side. Yeah. 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 You well, guys can do that. If you guys recall, the first time we went, we were there. Uh, you guys were supposed to ring the bell. And there was condensation on the floor. Yes. Yes. It was actually fog, right? Well, uh, no, it was it was yeah, water. It was water. We yeah. didn't know. Was... They didn't know if it was coming up from the ice underneath the floor. They had no, they had to cancel the game. I remember, I remember that. They had tens of we, thousands of people. We ducked out of there yeah. before they made the announcement uh, because <laughs> we know this town. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna go now. Yeah, we're gonna slip out of here. <laughs> we were talking to the executives, and they were so nervous. They yeah. Were like, they, they couldn't believe it. I mean, a you have to cancel the event, but b you have to tell everyone who went to the trouble to come all the way down there. Of course, they were going to get, you know, uh, compensated and yeah. everything. But the fact that they went out of their way to come down for a game and then it got canceled. Wow, we wanted to not be around for that part of it. Right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're getting excited for it. So it is it's next week. So we're off and running. All right. Yeah. Junk drawer case. You mind okay. if I. Uh, yeah. You know what? I had to read things out. I actually had to reset <clears throat> the uh, the system here. Give me one. Se- OK, here we go. OK. There we go. Uh, the junk drawer. Let's see what we have in here. Oh, um, the CEO of Spanx. Yes. The, uh, Wear them all the time. The tights, I guess, for They're lack like, of a better um, term. What did they used to be called? No, like it, it's like you wear it underneath, uh, you know, if you're wearing a dress or something like that. They come in all forms. They can come in full leggings. Like but a girdle? Yeah, like sometimes they're short. Sometimes it's just for the tummy. It sometimes it's wear? for the, the butt. Sometimes for the legs. Uh, so the CEO gave her employees uh, a bit of a gift last week, and uh, it was because they were celebrating that the company is now worth $1.2 billion. Whoa, mm-hmm. wow. So Sarah Blakely, who founded Spanx in 2000, which is $5,000 to her name, amazing, uh, oh gave each of her more than 500 employees double that, $10,000, as well as two first-class plane tickets to anywhere in the world. Wow. Anywhere yeah. in That's the nice. world. That's great. 
That's outstanding. I love, yeah. I love to hear when, when people do that. I mean, their product is uh, far superior to others out there that are very similar. I mean, others will work. But Sounds like you should get some tickets to yeah, it, right? I, well, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm endorsing her now. Um, no, but I mean, it, it is. It really is. So the fact that she's made all of this money and she can uh, do that for her employees, it's great. Yeah. She added something else to that as well. Did you know that, Press? Uh, no. Uh, $10,000 spending cash. So, I said that. Oh, yeah. you did? Oh, yeah, I give $10,000 as well as two first-class plane tickets to anywhere in the world. So wow. you not only get to go on a trip, you get to spend your ass off while you're on that trip. Imagine if you're there and she she whips this out. I mean, there, there have been some incredibly... I forget, it was, a, it was another story we had maybe uh, last year, uh, Preston. You, uh, the, the guy just made tons and tons of money and parsed it out to all his employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, again, we're looking at some footage now of the people who found out the news. Like, oh my God! Like, yeah. I would love to do that. If you know what I mean, yes. if somebody like if you could do that, I, I would love it. It would be, I don't know, it would be so nice to see oh, yeah. all those people. Like, yeah. right? Out How and, about we send Connor to Bryn Mawr? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we worked at Y100, Dan Lerner, when he sold the company, yeah, he ended up like for all the full time employees, he gave them like two thousand dollars for every year that yeah. they worked at the uh, at the radio station. He called it a loyalty bonus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for every year, I thought it was thousand dollars. But I don't remember. Maybe well, it was $2,000 for each year that you had been employed. It was two. I remember because okay. $2,000 was, at that time for me, was just like gravy. Yes. Big yeah. time. Well, yeah. you had that story this morning, Preston, about Keanu Reeves doing it for his stunt. Yeah. And, you know, Leno was always really generous to uh, all the employees at the time. Drew Carey would do Drew stuff Carey, like that. Yeah. Conan O'Brien does it mm-hmm. for his writers as well. So there are people out there that take care of their staff. It's nice. Yep. And by the way, uh, I don't necessarily wear Spanx, but I do have these uh, bicycle shorts that I wear that yeah. are, um, uh, what do you call it? It's Sexy. like a, It's like a, not a unitard. Maybe it is. Unicorn? Well, either way, yeah. uh, it comes up over my gut and it sucks everything in. So it has a, a girdle-ish it has kind a gir- of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I got those because I just was always worried that my butt crack would be hanging out if I was bent over. But you over. wear those under the shorts? No, those are my shorts. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are my shorts, but they come up and, you know, I basically <laughs> I look like King Kong Bundy when I put it on. <laughs> but it does. Oh, Can you lend those goes- to Nick for the uh, event tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I, could, I could. Hi, guys. Yeah. This is like black underwear only? Yeah. But, Kath, it comes up all Ladies the way Ladies and gentlemen, over. King Kong Bundy. <laughs> it comes up all the way over my gut, and it sucks everything in. It makes wow. me look thinner than I actually Wait, am. And you know what? Now that I think about it, um, so yes, you were right. It is shapewear, but she does have leggings. I have like a, a bunch of pairs of them, and that's what it is. It's it's outerwear, like Casey's talking about, but it's sucking you in and you know, kind of slimming you down a little. Okay. Well, they're they're making a, a killing, and she wanted to share the wealth. That was pretty cool. It's great to hear when stuff like that happens. Send free <laughs> leggings yes. to your loyal customers. Yeah. All right, uh, how about this? Uh, oh, wait, let me officially dig my arm into the junk drawer. Ooh. Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> let one squeak out. Uh, Jeff Bezos, space company Blue Origin, wants to build a new commercial space station for tourism, yeah. as well as for hosting science experiments and uh, possibly manufacturing. So I saw the uh, CGI realization of it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's called Orbital Reef. It looks like a huge vagina just to match the Amazon mm-hmm. rocket. Oh, <laughs> did you see that docking? <laughs> Didn't SNL back in the early, early, early days, they did yeah. like uh, the... Uh, the Soyuz and... Well, no, it was uh, it was you know the the rocket ship, and there was a donut, and they you know there was the <laughs> oh, yeah. male and female aliens yes, meeting yeah, each other, yeah, and that's yeah. how they docked. So anyhow, uh, yeah, so they said it would um, be around the same size as the International Space Station, would be able to accommodate about ten people. 
Uh, there's a lot of steps between here and there, though, uh, as for far uh, Blue Origin is only... Uh, you know, carried a few suborbital flights, but it was disclosed in a news conference that the company plans to work with startup Sierra Space to make the space station a reality, uh, which they will co-finance. Uh, Boeing plans to design a research module on the station, and they're also expected to have NASA as an anchor tenant. I remember one of the coolest things, and it was one of the, one of the multitude of reasons why I adored the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, when in the beginning of the film you see at that time it existed, Pan Am, Space Clipper, Taking uh, people up to the spinning space station, mm. and they, they oh, there's the Howard Johnsons and hotels on right. it. It just they did such a good job of of you know indicating what that would be like. It'd be fascinating. I don't think it's going to be that level of amenity on this thing, but it's still incredibly cool. The space elevator is that something that is still? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, and it's it's an interesting concept that mm-hmm. it you know um, that immediately when we were hurt, we're like, well. Okay, how soon before the space escalator? But but it's it the concept is actually very sound. And in the movie, not Interstellar, Ad Astra, Ad Astra yeah. Um, you Brad Pitt. S- yeah, you see like a you know a rendering of it or what it could potentially and what look could go like. wrong. And, yeah, yeah, All right. Right. Oh, I don't like the wrong part. No. No, you don't no. want to fall off one of those bad boys. Mm-mm. All right, here's another item. Well, let me see. I have to dig, actually, into the junk Selling tour. It. This yeah. is why we're going getting in the Hall of Fame nice. here. Awards. Uh, so, Chrissy Teigen, this is going to key off of a uh, tweet that uh, she had posted a little while ago. She wrote, oh, my God, I'm just casually mentioned that I... Uh, was checked for scoliosis all through elementary school where we removed our shirts and bent over and no one at my dinner knows what I'm talking about. Uh, But people soon started chiming in uh, with their own memories of perfunctory school health checks. Uh, and I remember them doing scoliosis checks. Yeah, but we didn't have to take our shirts off. We, no, you just had to pull the, your shirt up in the back, bend over so they could see your spine. Yeah. Right. And, like, we only did it one time. I think you had a scoliosis check in, like, fifth grade. That was, like, the thing that you did in fifth grade. Um, a oh, bit no. older, we had We're, bubonic plague check. Okay. And uh, see if you had fleas. Fleas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we had to do it each year for uh, if you played a sport. Uh, okay. they, they gave Scoliosis? you Scoliosis? Uh, they just gave you yeah. a health check that included that every yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, I remember that being... Um, being happening more than once, mm-hmm. uh, me personally, but maybe they just did it one one time at your school, Casey. Uh, and then somebody, had, uh, people were chiming in with their memories, and one person said we were checked for scoliosis, color blindness, and lice. Wow, I definitely remember the lice checks. Do you guys? Yes, remember I do remember the lice yeah. checks. Yeah. And then uh, I used to eat wee checks at the oh. same time. Uh, they never checked for moths. Do you notice that? Person? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, it's such a virulent problem. You think they would have done a little more investigation? You guys still got... have an issue. There's a special comb that they would use for the lice checks because uh, they didn't want to pass the comb on to oh, the yeah. next kid if there were any nits on there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember any colorblind checks. You guys had those? Oh yeah. I remember just uh, I remember looking at you know uh, the 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 little the colors the, the colors the the little bubbles and you could see the numbers mm-hmm. and yeah. you could see the numbers and so on. But I remember that being for a specific you know let's see if you're colorblind. I remember studying that in, in class and saying it was for scoliosis. So, yeah, but um, so I remember that, and then uh, there, there, so there's some explanations uh, why they've fallen by the wayside. Dr. Daniel uh, Ganjian, a pediatrician. Uh, in Santa Monica says, uh, these were once done at school because children didn't go to the doctor as regularly as they do now. There you go. Now, because kids are going so regularly and frequently, a lot of these screenings are referred back to pediatricians. Christ, when I used to go, <laughs> I used to go to Dr. Del Toro, the family doctor. He's a wonderful guy, and, and he took care of all of us. But he would sit there during exams, Preston, and smoke. 
Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was my, my <laughs> dentist and my dad. Like, after our checkups, yeah. they would go into his office, have a cigarette, yeah. you know. Uh, he also says that many schools have had budget cuts and no longer have registered nurses that can actually do these checks, as you must be trained to do them, and that there were concerns that uh, kids were being over-screened. Uh, Ganijan said that the health checks done in school aren't necessarily a bad thing, as it could make parents get a little push to go to the doctor for a well check if they uh, weren't already and can sometimes catch kids who haven't been to the doctor's office for years. Yeah, I mean, I remember years, uh, you know, I remember when we got our, our, our shots back in school years and years and years ago. Yeah. And I, and I had, it, it, eventually it took decades for it to sort of flatten out, but I had the indentation in the arm from the, uh, like the polio vaccine and all that stuff. Um, hang and on the, and the bubonic plague. There's somebody texted in and said uh, we had hearing checks. I remember yeah. doing yes. hearing checks. Boop. Yep, raise your your hand. <laughs> I do that now. I, I have, still have to do those just with for my, fun? my yeah. tinnitus just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, have, um, I love that. Boop. Wait, wait, wait. I heard wait, that. Wait, wait, did you hear something? <laughs> left ear. Left ear. <laughs> right ear right and left ear. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Yeah. Woof, woof. I do. Um, <laughs> what were you gonna say, Case? Uh, no, I have uh, I have hearing loss in my left ear. Woof. Left hand, and I you so I have that, to, I have to get hearing checks uh, once a year just to make because it's weird that you have it like in in the left yes, ear. Yes, it's weird. And, yeah, it's I, just, I, as you get it every year, I have to. Just the last to hearing sure. check I got, I said that I had hearing loss in my elbow, and That's, so I didn't think it was <laughs> legit. Right? Sense, it doesn't no. make any sense. Uh, but I will say, like when you sit there in that soundproof room, yeah. with those headphones on, like I feel like I'm hearing things, and and you so, are like you hear like a <laughs> I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> no, it, I you get very aware. Yeah. It, so I I actually got in. Uh, they used to have it in New York. It was acoustically a almost. Dead. Completely dead room. Yeah, right. And when you go in there, it is the same experience I had in the sensory deprivation tank. You hear everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, it's because, like, you know, I have tinnitus. Yeah. So I hear something all the time. Yeah. And when I go into a room like that, I am acutely aware of that. So I, I get, you know, hearing tests from time yeah. to time. And you might have, to a much, 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 much lesser degree, right. yeah. um, a little sound that that might be there all the time and it's your you know your inner ear playing tricks with you but so many times i'm just sitting there and and i'm it's almost like i'm defeated because i'm just sitting there i go i don't know i think i heard something in my left and i'm like maybe maybe something in my right and then i also have to like repeat words that they're saying right and sometimes it's like i I'm pretty sure they said hot dog. I'm like hot dog, you know. And it's, well, that's it's, what you're supposed to do. That's yeah. that's the, they, they, they purposely pick some words <laughs> that you might mistake for others. And yeah. I and I just got one done less than a month ago. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And, and the voice comes out and says, "You will say hot dog. You will say envelope. Really? You will say insurance. Yeah. And then you have to go insurance. Yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> I just made that one up. Yeah, wait, I should just start saying you will it's touch Steve, it. Steve, just start saying extremely <laughs> profane things yes. every yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Queef bag. Nut bag. Nut hole. Say nut bag. Nut bag. O ring. Queef. Queef. Discharge. Yeah. Handy. That's two handy references today. Splooge. 
I uh, I had to go see a neural ophthalmologist after my fall this year, and uh, Casey was really similar. There was this eye test that I had to do. It was on the back of a white dome, and they flashed a very minuscule white light, and they moved it all around the dome. I've never had to take an eye test like this before. Oh, wow. But after a certain amount of time, you're sitting there, and you see this light appear, and you're supposed to keep staring in the right in the same direction the whole time, right? You keep your eyes focused on the middle. And they are testing your field of vision. So there's a white light over here, a white light. And and at some point, you're just like, I don't know. You feel like you're tripping or something, right? And and just guessing. And you know that you're in the middle of taking this test, and you hit a button when uh, when you see the white light. Uh, and then I eventually, I'm just like, on the dome. I guess, I don't know, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it becomes... Um, you're like defeated. You're like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I felt bad about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Let me out! No. I, I get the same sensation when doing those hearing tests. I'm yeah. like, I think I heard I something. I, I don't right. know. Yeah. But you take your best guess. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's part of the You ever test. try to fake out an eye test? You're like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're trying really hard. Yeah. And you're like... Wait, why am I trying so hard? I can't. I'm, not, I'm supposed to get assessed. This is supposed to show yeah. me uh, how badly my, I'll my show sight them. is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm I'll get this right. I know. <laughs> I'm so that, dumb. I, I can't read these words. God, They're not God, words. God. They're just letters. <laughs> I get excited about the colorblindness one because I know I can do that one well. I'm yes. like, yeah, I'm going to ace this bitch. Right. <laughs> like, wait till they hope. see. Wait right here, Nick. Betty, <laughs> come in here. Come on. You've got to see this young man. <laughs> Best color identifier ever. Impress the hell out I, of them. <laughs> I don't want to give you an inflated sense of ego, but you're one step away from an X Men. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, yeah, she was just bringing that up, and, and uh, the people at her party do not did not recall the scoliosis checks yep. and all that stuff. Huh. So I thought it was interesting. Listen, I want to take a break. Uh, we need to stay a little bit on time because uh, got a flight to catch, and I want to make sure also that you're with us because we have a chance for you to win the Word of the Week prize here in just a little while. But listen, our friends at the Gridiron Pub have been here all morning long, and they dropped off some food. It's fantastic because tomorrow night is the Thursday night kickoff, and Brent Porsche is going to be there from 7 to 9. They're in Aston, and I have a $25 gift card for caller number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. And Gridiron Pub is great. Uh, it's wonderful to meet up with friends and family. You can have fun, enjoy great food and drinks. Gridiron Pub has incredible food made only with fresh ingredients. So give us a call now. We'll come back with the B-File. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Benefiting Phil Abundance. At Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. This year, we're starting earlier than ever. It all kicks off Monday, November 1st. The gang will be camping out for an entire week. Inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But audience attendance will be very limited. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted via our drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, White Horse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Wispus Bank, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. It's brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery's top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers now available. And that's everywhere craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. All right, here's a messed-up story. Jamaican cult leader... Kevin Smith, believe it or not, is his name. Unfortunate. Who has been in custody since last Sunday after two of his followers were killed in a human sacrifice ritual. That's not good. Died in a car crash. 
Uh, the accident took place on Monday morning while police were transporting Smith from Montego Bay to Kingston, where he was said to be formally charged in connection with the murders. So he performed human sacrifices, and he dies in a car crash. Yes. Uh, Superintendent uh, Stephanie Lindsay told the Daily Beast that they were taking him to Kingston to be formally charged. It was an accident, and all four people in the vehicle received serious injuries. Was this a bitch? You're trying to do everything right. Uh, two died, a police constable, and Mr. Smith and the other two police officers are in critical condition. Mm. As head of his Pathways International Kingdom Restoration Ministries, Smith was arrested uh, after police swooped down on his church in Montego Bay. Montego Bay. Uh, in response to a report that a human sacrifice was taking place in the church where more than 100 followers had gathered dressed in white robes. According to survivors, the ritual involved senior members of the church stabbing and slashing several congregants Jesus. who were told that they'd be embarking on a heavenly journey. Two of the church... I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> two of the church members uh, were killed over the course of the ritual and one was killed during the police raid on the property. Uh, on the day of the gruesome ordeal, Smith had posted to Facebook asking his congregants to leave their cell phones at home before heading to the church, warning them of an incoming flood. One of the members had reportedly snuck a phone in and called police after witnessing the horror of another congregant getting killed. Dear God. Uh, Milton Brutal. Ricketts, another source who knew Smith well, said that uh, the troubling activities at Smith's church have been going on for years. He said uh, the people have been brainwashed, including the children, and they've been taught things which are unscriptural and that they have uh, suffered damage in their souls. Uh, apparently, Smith would demand his followers uh, to take a knee when addressing him, asking them to refer to him as crown bishop at all times. But you and, know, Preston, they have great beaches there. Well, you have to think about yeah, yeah. the pros and cons, right? Uh, I thought this was uh, cute. Uh, a set of parents in the U.K. wanted to surprise their son, Carter, who has ADHD for his birthday. He told them... He wanted to meet the iconic horror character Jason Voorhees, the serial killer, of course, from uh, uh, the Nightmare on Friday the 13th, 13th yeah. films. It says Halloween films. But stupid. Carter <laughs> was thrilled to find Jason waiting for him outside the school's gates recently, <laughs> and Jason held his hand to walk him home. <laughs> I love seeing that. Somebody did a video with a kid being surprised by Michael Myers. It was great. And the kid sticks his arms out for a hug. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's beautiful, yeah. Uh, his parents had uh, local makeup and special effects expert Tony Gartland take on the role for him. My name is Jason Voorhees, it is. An enterprising woman on TikTok has left viewers un- or left them shocked after showcasing butter that she made from her own breast milk. A clip of the Dairy Queen's made-from-scratch bread spread captioned, My crowning achievement currently boasts 1.2 million views on the platform. She said, I've done it. I've made butter out of my breast milk. Uh, she's, a, her, she's a mom. Her name is Laura Hall. And then she pans to part of the creamy condiment inside a bag and says, I don't know if I've ever been more proud. There's my butter, my butter, my utter butter. <laughs> utter butter. Would you even... God, no. Uh, We we tasted breast milk live on the show and that you almost went out for that. In subsequent tutorial clips, the mom demonstrates how she manufactures her margarine by leaving a jar of freshly pumped breast milk out until the fat separates and cream ascends to the top, then skims off the cream and churns it with an electric whisk before finally straining the solids into a pat. Have you ever had D-cheese, Preston? Not. I've heard of it, (laughs) but no, I've never had it. Uh, So there have been mixed reviews within her household per another video showing her taste-testing uh, the topping with her husband, uh, while her soulmate claimed that he'd happily have his wife's butter on toast, Hall wasn't so high on her own supply. She said, to me, 
It tastes like, you know, when you burp and it kind of tastes like throw up back yeah, there. Yeah, that's not a good sell. Yeah, her honor butter also divided viewers online. So How about just, uh, I don't know, uh, buy butter? And we're doing a quick one. One last story. Some people love the number five. And the North Carolina Education Lottery said 10,726 tickets became winners when the Carolina Pick 3 drawing came up with the numbers 555. Wow. Lottery officials say the Tuesday evening uh, drawing had the triple five result earning $250 for players who purchased 50 cent tickets and $500 for players who purchased the $1 ticket. Uh, collectively, the players won about $4.3 million in prize money from the drawing. I mean, a very rare group, just one of 10,000. But over 10,000 people picked three fives. And there you go, your bizarre file this morning. All right, let's take a break. And, uh, Kathy, we need a secret text word number caller, please. 13. All right, caller number 13. If you know what the secret text word is... You need to give us a call right now, and we'll see if you win when we get back. 215-263-WMMR. we got Trashy Music News up next. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is 1023, the Preston and Steve Show, a Wednesday morning. We were looking for a secret text caller. Kathy threw the number 13 around like it was just nothing. Yeah. No, it's a special number. Oh, it is. Okay, it's a special number. And Steve is a special guy because he's our caller. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Creep up a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Creep up a kitten. Oh, my God. That was great. That, that threw me off. Uh, Steve, do me a favor. Tell me what the secret text word is. Dobby. Dobby. That is correct. I want you to hang on the line, Steve. Uh, We are going to give you Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on digital. You can celebrate the 20th anniversary of the film. Now with Magical Movie Mode, a new way to experience the film, discover new facts, trivia, and secrets from the set. Uh, look at it for uh, look at it on digital and Blu-ray today. And we also want to congratulate Jen Hamilton of Levittown. Yeah. She gets the exact same thing, a random texture. So congratulations. One more time, please. All right, so today's lesson question. We're going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of M. Night Shyamalan's Old. And the question I have for you is, where did Princess Diana Spencer used to work? <laughs> 215263WMMR from the 6 o'clock hour this morning. Where did Princess Diana Spencer used to work? Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 933WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. They carry the largest selection of safes in the area. Shop Liberty Safes in New Jersey in Mount Laurel and Bordentown. Or online at LibertySafesNJ.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Jamie Lynn Spears releasing her memoir soon in which she says her parents wanted her to get an abortion when she was just 14. Jamie Lynn says she remembers being stunned because she wasn't pregnant. So they oh, were- wow. Hey! <laughs> Olivia Munn raising eyebrows by appearing on a podcast recently and discussing her baby-to-be, but never once mentioning the baby daddy, John Mulaney. 
Sources close to the couple say that whatever's happening between the two, both Olivia and John are committed to raising the child as a baby. Oh, oh my God. Excuse me. And former Bachelor host Chris Harrison announcing he's engaged to television personality Lauren Zima. Harrison says he's seen many proposals on The Bachelor over the years, and he's learned that when you find that special woman, put a ring on it, then take the ring off and bang her friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's your holiday. All right, let's go to the phone, see if we can find out where Princess Diana Spencer once worked, and we will go to Mike for the answer. Yo, Mike. How are you doing, gentlemen? Hey, you, we're wonderful, bud. All right, where did Princess Diana once work? Uh, at Spencer's. Spencer. Yeah! Hence the name. Yeah, Mike, hang on. We'll get your info, and we are going to supply you with a Blu-ray combo pack of visionary filmmaker M. Night Shyamalan's chilling mysterious thriller old and you can own it now on digital 4k ultra hd blu-ray and dvd and it features all new bonus content let's get the music news now preston and steve's music news on 93.3 wmmr Uh, brought to you by uh, KGL. They are testing a topical treatment for facial acne on teens and young adults with moderate to severe acne I've qualified. You may be paid up to $350. KGLSkinStudyCenter.com for more information. Uh, We'll start with the band Bring Me the Horizon. They're going to play an intimate show at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles next Wednesday. Uh, Tickets are on sale now at the band's website. Uh, The venue holds only 500 concert goers. Uh, They recently wrapped up their UK Arena Tour last month. Wow. So now just coming to this very small venue for a special show. So if you're going to be in L.A., get your tickets. Uh, Dave Gold credits MTV airing Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit video for kickstarting the phenomenon surrounding the band's 1991 Nevermind album. Yeah! While promoting his new memoir, The Storyteller, uh, on PBS, Dave said when that video came out, all of a sudden, the 300 capacity clubs had 300 more people outside, and then 500 capacity had 500 more people outside, and it came down to the point where I would sit down on my drum stool. And the first thing I would do is look around for an exit. He'd be like, okay, there's going to be a riot. How am I going to get out of here? <laughs> right, yeah. I went on to say, but it was the video. He said, and I think that not only the song was great, Kurt's lyrics, his voice. Kurt was the greatest songwriter of our generation. But that video, he said, I always say, you want to sell half a million records? Make a video where you're burning down your high school. <laughs> and then one last story. Led Zeppelin has finally come to TikTok. Uh, TikTok users can now create videos soundtracked to any song from the band's full discography. That's yeah, interesting. Encompassing over 100 total songs across the uh, the band's entire studio and live studio catalog. Uh, that's the perfect music to eat Tide Pods, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including such legendary tracks as Whole Lot of Love, Stairway to Heaven, Immigrant Song, Rock and Roll, Black Dog, Ramalong, Cashmere, and many others. Uh, the band has also launched its own official TikTok account, which is at Led Zeppelin. Uh, featuring uh, Zeppelin artwork and graphics, classic live performances, and other video content. Short music news for you this morning, but I want to reward you because I'm going to give you the final $25 gift card from Gridiron Pub. This is where tomorrow night we're going to be having the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff party. We'll take caller number 9-215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up. And Brent Porsche will be there tomorrow night uh, there in Aston uh, on uh, Bethel Road, 506 Bethel Road. And uh, make sure you stop by because you can uh, watch the big games on their 70-inch TVs along with a 25-foot projection screen uh, so that you won't miss any of the action. So, 
Uh, give us a call right now, and we'll set you up with that. We'll take a break, come back in a second, and we're giving away our Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay put. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Beginning Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Fill Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. And we are wrapping up uh, today's program. I would like to thank Mr. Steve Landis, yeah. who's uh, playing John in the stage show Rain. Uh, tribute to the Beatles. Yeah, John Lennon. He's from uh, Lansdale, which is cool. So uh, it was nice to have him. And that is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can get the uh, tickets to the Kimmel Center, uh, which is cool. Real quick, Connor asked me to do... You know what? I'll do this after we get the letter of the day uh, real quick. Uh, Sarah Parker is here. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bop, bop, toot, bop, toot, bop, 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 Filling in for the man that gave us that yeah. gift. For three days, so okay. I had to practice, oh. practice, practice. Wonderful. Yes. Well, I another thing he does is give our letter of the day. You prepped? I can do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... W as in whiskey. All right, we're going to take call number three at 215-263-WMMR, and we are going to uh, set you up with our Word of the Week prize if you know the Word of the Week. Um, Connor wanted to give a shout out uh, to his friend uh, Renee Pagano. Yes. Uh, who just passed her bar exam hey! last week. I said after waiting since July when she took the test, she is now a lawyer. She worked extremely hard for this, and the hard work has paid off. Uh, when she graduated law school in the spring, uh, she asked for a shout out, and I said, We'll see once you pass your test. But now she has passed. Now Renee is his lawyer. He's, he's Connor's lawyer. Oh, that's very cool. Renee is Connor's very lawyer. Very nice. So that's cool, man. She is, I should say. All right, so congratulations to you. So and if he ever needs to, he can say, I'm going to call my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'll have yeah. my lawyer contact you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Preston, you know somebody named Joe and Suzanne Pulizzi? Oh, yeah. All right, it's their birthday today. So happy what? birthday to those guys. They, they share the same birthday. I guess so. That's from your wife. Uh, Joe is uh, our buddy Joe from Lorenzo. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you Giuseppe. go. Giuseppe. That is him. So cool, man. Happy birthday to you guys. Uh, Sarah, what's up on the program today? Well, first I want to congratulate you because I know I'm the very first person to do so on getting into the <laughs> Radio Hall of Fame, the oh. Preston and Steve show. I know you guys are jetting out to go to that right after this, but uh, listening to you for decades, which is uh, interesting to fathom mm. since I was a wee child, and then working for you for a few years as a production assistant and learning so much from you and now being able to work alongside of you, you know, what we do is really fun. But it's hard. Mm. Like, there's a lot of effort that goes into it. There's so much emotional labor that people don't see. So this is really well-deserved. And I just hope that you enjoy every single second of receiving that award tomorrow. Well, thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Very sure. Send safe travels and all of that. Uh, back here, back at the ranch, we're going to be giving away some Coldplay tickets for their show at <laughs> Pancake Wrote Down Lincoln Park on June <laughs> right. 8th, uh, as Pierre <laughs> refers to it. Uh, he, uh, Pierre, that is, had a chat with Chris Voss of the record company. And that band is in town tonight. So I believe we're going to play a block and some clips. 
clips from that interview, which will be on WMMR.com. Also, a block of Duran Duran for Simon LeBon's 63rd birthday and a block of the Stones as well. Excellent. You mentioned Pancake wrote it down. Uh, I find that you and him he have... works a... for me. I was yeah. just going to say, you guys have a, an interesting relationship. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, uh, I was looking at the uh, Pierce Planner ahead of time, and today is, uh, I believe it's Cranky Coworkers Day, and I was like, nobody tell Pancake, because then he'll be able to get away with being... I can understand the frustration. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to our uh, caller. It is Craig, who's our third caller. Hey, Craig, good morning. We oui, guess what I get to do. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. Craig, <laughs> what is our word of the week? It's new. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Craig, I want you to hang on the line. We are going to give you a Revivalist Spirits gift basket, including Revivalist Botanical Gin, Equinox Expression, Resurgent Young American Bourbon, Peachy Palmer Cocktail in a Bottle, which is a peach Arnold Palmer made with Resurgent Bourbon, and a $25 gift card to the Brandywine Bistro. And you can, uh, Revivalist Spirits, by the way, won the USA Today 2020 Top 10 Craft Gins in the Country Award. And Pennsylvania residents, you can have it safely delivered to your door. Go to RevivalistSpirits.com for details. Got to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today uh, by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Uh, also, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit AcmeMarkets.com for details. And Trinity Rehab. Have nagging pains you can't get rid of. Trinity Rehab. Can help. Go to trinity-rehab.com for information. Uh, next week, oh no, I'm sorry, tomorrow on the program, as we'll be playing back some segments, Jake the Snake, Louis Anderson, Nickelback, ah. to name a few, and next week, uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh-huh. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. From perfect presents to savoring the season, the holidays are happening at Lowe's Winterfest. Save on gifts for your favorite DIYer, like $80 off a DeWalt 2-Tool 20-Volt Max Brushless Drill Kit was $229, now $149. Or a Craftsman 6-Gallon Air Compressor was $129, now $99. Find it all at Lowe's, in-store or online. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, U.S. only, valid to 12A.